Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League just revealed how they plan to keep the end game going, along with a surprise character who will land with Season 1. And they continue to stress how player-friendly the ongoing content is, as they also revealed sneak peeks at Seasons 2 through 4. New characters, new biomes, a gameplay mechanic to keep the game going has me once again saying that I think thick folks have been very quick to dismiss this game. I get that many are not happy with the choice for Rocksteady to jettison so far away from their previous game style, but I continue to think that the problems are going to be one of expectations and hopes not being met, rather than the strong cries and claims that the game is bad before it has even launched. At the very least, they clearly have plans for content that stretches pretty far, and it will all be totally free to the player. Now, I put all of the good information right here at the beginning. It's a longer video because it is a live stream and I open it up with sort of a monologue. I'm going to walk through all the information they dropped and I'm going to let you know what I think as well as what others are saying. So, if you like that kind of content, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss out on my content. Those curious about how Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League will add content now have a lot of answers. The latest video from the devs, along with some social media posts, make it very clear about what is coming and how they plan to keep the game fresh with new content. And they continue to stress that everything will be totally free, aside from the optional cosmetics. So first, I want to look at the details, because I actually really like the idea of how they plan to add content to the game over the long term. As someone who has played a lot of ongoing games before, I think their idea is pretty creative. Beyond that, they've confirmed the first major playable character that they're going to add, and it certainly is going to, I think, help them start strong. Second, I want to look at the reaction to this, because many continue to insist that the game is trash, and they make sure to tell everybody that's looking forward to it that this game is trash, even though they haven't played it. But I am seeing and hearing from others who are warming up to the game, as well as those who played the alpha that said, listen, lift the NDA, the game is good, and a lot of us would like to talk about it. Lastly, I will tell you what I think. My concern has never been that the game can't create a fun content loop. That is certainly not easy, but it is the easy part when you compare it to how you keep players coming back. That's always a more challenging aspect of games like this. I've recently really stressed that live service games need to move away from the player funnel model because it leads to FOMO, which is fear of missing out. You're just constantly trying to keep people in the game, and it uses methods that players are starting to find annoying. I have said, instead of doing the live service player funnel model, that they need to move toward a content focus model, and Suicide Squad seems to be adopting that type of model for their ongoing content. So first, what did they announced. Well, they did a video where they sat down and talked about the game. And the first thing that they emphasize is some of the social aspects of the game. Like if I beat your record on something and we're friends, you're going to log in and get flipped the bird or mocked by the character that I did it with. And more than just playful elements like that, you are always playing with a squad, even if you are playing solo. And you can add squad members from your friends list or just from the leaderboards and those players receive rewards for being used like if you use their player they're going to come back and they're going to have rewards from what you have done now if you have a really great build for king shark or harley quinn and all of your friends keep using you or maybe you're really high on the leaderboards well you're going to have a lot of rewards waiting for you when you get back now i'm sure they're going to have to cap this because content creators especially are going to be completely inundated with rewards and items whenever they come back from just a few days of not playing now when it comes to the post-launch content they claim that it will be quote one of the most player-friendly post-launch experiences available then every season has two 
episodes and each episode is influenced by a DC villain and that content is just automatically added to the game. They said that no playable content is locked behind a battle pass and the in-game shop is for cosmetics only and the episodic content will always be there. So they say, listen, if you come back in six months, you can play the content. If you missed it, it's always going to be available and they stress that this is a player friendly approach to letting you play the content when you want and how you want and then they detail how they're going to keep the content going and not have any limitations on how they plan to do that and they achieve this with something called Elseworlds I don't think it's the greatest name but Jason Isaacs who is better known for his role in the Harry Potter movies as Malfoy's father Lucius Malfoy he's featured in the trailer he is the voice for Brainiac he's the voice actor for Brainiac and Elseworlds is the result of sort of a model or a multiverse being built by Brainiac this is going to feature different versions of characters characters, worlds, and timelines. They say that this gives them lots of flexibility to put their own spin on those characters. Now, already from the clips, you can see hints at Mr. Freeze. The tweet announcement indicated that Season 1, which starts in March, will feature new boss fights with new variants of the Green Lantern and Superman. This is also when the new playable character, the Joker, lands, along with a new playable area, area, the Daily Cackle. And then there'll be two episodes that sort of center around Two-Face and Scarecrow, so that's just Season 1. Season 1 will also feature new Riddler content, new gear, and new activities, plus something that they call Strongholds. I couldn't find any information on Strongholds, but the video spends a good amount of time introducing the Joker, which leads to some of his voice lines. You actually get to hear what he sounds like. Now, they acknowledge this is a new Joker who, you know, he's not sure who he is yet. He has his own traversal along with his own combat style. Now, he is only the first. They say that, quote, they can build up a library of characters that DC fans might not have expected to see in a video game like regular comic book releases. And they once again stress at this point that all of this content comes for free to players who own the game. Now, they conclude by saying that Elseworlds, they have endless possibilities and the players will be surprised at the depth of which you can actually craft your own character. So that was all of the new info that they dropped because I think a lot of people were wondering okay how are you going to keep the game going what are you going to do how are you going to make us come back and play and it sounds like their method of using Elseworlds and variants of fights and enemies that maybe you've already fought or brand new timelines brand new events brand new characters obviously as I said they seem to be hinting at Mr. Freeze and they have confirmed the Joker and the Daily Cackle is the new area that's inspired obviously by the Joker. So what's the reaction been to this game? Now obviously many fans have made up their mind about this game and I have to say this reaction warrants a response. I see people saying something essentially this. I'm I'm continuing to be told just admit that the game is trash. I always find voicing an opinion this way to be Well, it's just laden with far too much confidence. I would call it hubris. I get that folks feel strongly about games, right? And a lot of Rocksteady and Arkham fans really feel very strongly about this game. But acting as if anybody who's interested or excited about the game is just failing to admit what you think about it, I just think that that's ridiculous. The continued insistence that if someone doesn't match your level of indignation, disgust, or disinterest is something that, oh, well, that means they're being dishonest. Well, listen... nobody's being a fanboy nobody's out here trying to simp for this game I think people are genuinely enjoying the idea of playing 
the game that they've seen. There are people who played the alpha who said, listen, we had a good time. Let us talk about it. We've enjoyed it. All right. Constantly telling people that they're a fanboy or they're just trying to get a review code or whatever it is you're accusing me or other content creators of. It just smacks of insecurity with the same level that many of you dislike a game that you've never played. Many of us are saying, listen, I I think it looks fun. I think it shows promise. I think it shows potential. And if you're familiar with my content, you will know that I am a lot more harsh on the games that I'm looking forward to. Like Jedi Survivor last year, I tweeted, I hoped it didn't get any game awards because they launched it so poorly. It was one of the games I was anticipating. It was like the second most anticipated game for me last year. I was also heavily anticipating Starfield, and I was very critical of that game. The point is, is that when I'm looking at a game and I think it shows promise and potential, that actually leads to me being more harsh in my criticisms of the game. This year, Star Wars Outlaws, Hellblade 2, and even Kill the Justice League. I'm going to be more critical of these games if they fall short. So if myself and others are guilty of anything, it's looking forward to a game and that might turn out bad. I'd rather be guilty of that than just be bashing a game before it comes out because I don't like the design choices of the devs or I don't like the presence of live service. I don't spend my time trying to convince gamers who play sports games that they are over-monetized pay-to-win trash. If that's what they want to play and spend their money on, let them. Now, that's just my pushback on that constant narrative of just admit that it's trash, you know that it's trash. No, your opinion on something is not objective fact and the continued insistence that it is just shows you're insecure. The second thing I want to say is the more positive reactions are showing up as well. People are saying, I'm not really convinced yet, but the roadmap is helping. I genuinely think games like this have to outline the roadmap. They have to let you know what is coming. That was a common problem with games like Anthem. You had no idea what was coming, and even the roadmap they outlined didn't end up coming true. And here's here's Oscar Isaacs talking about the Elseworlds. It was cool that they actually included him in the video. So, I actually think it's fair for people to still be on the fence about this game. I get it. It's a different kind of idea. It's not what a lot of people expected. But, it seems that the content plan and the roadmap is helping. At the very least, it will keep people talking about the game for months after release. Another, you know, thing that I think you have to consider about games like this is, that's part of the plan. They want to constantly be pushing out updates and characters and free content because it keeps everybody talking about their game. Now, another response that is a little bit more on the positive side is people are saying, listen, I like the alpha and I'm glad to see so much content coming. This is something I'm going to continue to point to. There are people who played the alpha and had a good time. There was a campaign called Lift the NDA. Now, it didn't seem to move the needle that much with the public, but listen, there are people out there that think the game is fun. A lot of alpha players are coming out and saying, listen, we've had a good time with this and the devs are very committed. Now, I actually think that means there are people in the public that will feel the same way, and that's why I'm continuing to push back on the narrative that this game is DOA, because I actually think that's the next reaction I'm seeing a lot of, okay? More on the negative side. People are like, this game is DOA. It is doomed to fail. I continue to think that the presentation and the model has the potential to grab a very large audience in the general public. Being able to play as the Joker for free, all you have to do is own the base game, well... 
those are the types of add-ons that's the type of trailers and commercials that will keep the game relevant and it'll keep folks not just coming back but considering diving in fresh and buying the game later right you start putting the joker everywhere whether or not you think he looks good or you like his voice a character like that is compelling to the general public the model in the content loop may not convince the naysayers or those who just don't want a game like this but in six months i could see a lot of folks saying hey the concept's been proven. Folks are having a good time. I'm going to jump in. Mr. Freeze looks fun. The Joker looks fun, right? It really is that simple. I also reposted Joraptor's tweet of the Joker traversal that you just get a sample of right here. And again, folks are very split. Within seconds of each other, one person retweeted my post and they said hard pass and another person said this looks incredible okay that's the kind of thing that we're dealing with right now there are people that think the game looks incredible there are people that think the game is fun and there are people that think the game is utter refuse so what do i think all right first and foremost i actually think their content plan is viable constantly leveraging elseworlds to keep the game fresh with content activities and variants it really reminds me of games that use modifiers to keep content relevant right a lot of the end game loop of a game like minecraft dungeons they really really leveraged modifiers destiny has consistently leveraged modifiers in their strike content okay it, but this is going to be different environments different fights different enemies and that's one of the advantages they have with sort of tapping into the multiverse idea. It also lines up well with what I've continued to say. Move your live service game more toward a content-driven model than the player funnel model. And their player freedom focus with the additive content is something that I fully support. Now, they did say the episodic content will always be there, and I'm not sure if that includes the Elseworlds, okay? The Elseworlds might be something that eventually have to go away or get retired or get replaced because I do wonder about game bloat, like bloating up the game to be too big. In 18 months, will there be too many? Will there be too much content? Will, you know, if you want to have new and returning players coming into the game, it might give them a sense of paralysis. Just too many things to choose from. With their approach to adding content, they have to consider both new and returning player onboarding. You want it to be very easy to not just come back since it costs nothing if you already own the game, but to jump in and enjoy the new content or the content that you might have missed. So overall, I think their content plan for seasons, their episodes, Elseworlds, the new playable characters, the new areas, the new activities, I think that it works. And I think the general gaming public will actually find it very easy to engage with. That doesn't mean that they're going to enjoy. It doesn't mean this game is going to be a massive success. But there is something fun and mindless, in a good way, mindless about the content loop from what I've seen. I could see folks just really staying in the lane with this game. Now, when it comes to the Joker... I'm sure there are folks who have strong opinions about this. I've seen tons of thumbnails of people sort of cringing or looking scared that they don't like him or whatever. He looks, I think, like the Joker. How he looks, his voice, the fact that they're introducing a new Joker into the Arkhamverse, people are going to be split on this, right? So up first, his looks. I actually like his appearance. I was worried at first because during one of their promotional posts, you could kind of see him from the side. I thought it was going to be the Jared Leto version or Jared Leto, however you say his name. I thought it was going to be his version from the movies. And I was like, please, not that. So he's not. He's not from the movies. He's his own new look. But I actually think it is sort of 
safe enough that it doesn't really break any rules. It's not crazy over the top. It's not trying to look like Heath or Jared or Yaqueen. Like, uh, they're Yaqueen or Joaquin. Sorry, Joaquin. (laughs) It's not trying to look like those guys. I don't think that would have worked. Recently, we were looking at the Indiana Jones trailer. And they made him look like Harrison Ford, and I think that works. I don't think you would want this Joker looking like any of the actors. That would have been a huge mistake, okay? It's just a new Joker, and I actually think it looks fine. I think the voice actor is doing a completely fine job. It's a tall order to follow in Mark Hamill's footsteps, or even just Heath Ledger, right? But he captures the essence of the Joker without sort of trying too hard. He did put, I think, you know, some new take on it but it's not some crazy new spin it's just a voice that sounds like what the joker should sound like all right i know people are going to say just leave the joker out of the game but i think that's a really really hard sell in a game that's going to be constantly adding sort of dc villains i think leaving the joker out was just unavoidable they were going to do that the 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 property owner is going to insist on that right whoever owns the rights to all the dc characters is going to be like you gotta leverage the joker to not leverage the joker would be a huge mistake i think people need to understand that you can't have mark hamill doing the voice forever eventually we need somebody to pick up the mantle and carry the character forward or he'll just always be gone unless they reboot the Arkhamverse and even if they rebooted the Arkhamverse you're going to need a new Joker in that in that situation as well so I don't have any issues with the Joker I think he's doing fine I don't think it's going to it's not going to set any records as people's favorite Joker or anything like that most people are probably going to dislike him because people are very opinionated on Joaquin versus Heath versus Jared right now as far as his move sets and his traversal Again, I think they made a very fun-looking game. I get the complaints about the lack of identity for the characters because the gunplay gunplay does start to look very samey. It looks like everybody's kind of shooting the same types of guns. But there are moves, there are abilities and traversal that I do think helps the characters stand apart. I just hope the devs push further. I don't want to feel like, oh, I'm flying around and I'm shooting as the Joker now. Instead of, I want people to say, listen, I love playing as the Joker because his abilities, I have a good build with him. That's the way you want these characters to come across. So, there you have it. Overall, I continue to have my interest in this game go up. The content plan appeals to what I've been pushing for in live service games, and I think the gameplay loop looks fun and people that play the alpha are saying that they had a good time not everybody but there are some people that are enjoying it and i think that means there will be people in the public that enjoyed as well i could totally see myself playing this game on the couch with my wife but that's just what i think i'd like to know what you think so let me give you my thoughts and my closing conclusions on this listen the debate about live service games is not likely to end anytime soon playstation has just two uh, around the corner maybe three i think grand blue is going to land and, and sort of start to feel like live service once they start adding characters i think people are maybe a little bit in denial about the fact that that game is going to have live service elements but leaving grand blue off the table you got foam stars and hell divers 2 right around the corner and this game is launching right in the same window okay so there a lot of live service is about to land in just the next couple of weeks I have continued to say, as I have with monetization practices, that it's better to criticize 
bad practices than to act as if every instance is the devil, okay? Not all monetization is pay to win and not all live service games are terrible. The truth is, companies are trying to figure out a way to get more longevity and revenue out of their games. With the mushrooming effect happening to game budgets along with inflation, we cannot expect every game and studio to pour five years into a game that's purchased one time and relevant for two weeks and then they have to dive back in to another five to six year dev cycle a lot of companies are finding ways to avoid that and if they can do it and we get good content out of it i'm all in support of that the second thing i want to say is the business realities of gaming they're not going to convince anyone to like kill the justice league if they currently dislike this game i can make sense of why they chose you know to do this i can look at the timeline of development i can sort of part of you know put the pieces together a lot of games are coming out in the next two years that were heavily influenced by the rise of Fortnite six years ago course correcting or changing plans mid-development when the gaming public starts to change its mind about battle passes or live service games well it's not really possible to course correct when you're three or four years into development you either cancel the game or you press on and release my conclusion is this the more I see of the Suicide Squad game, the more I'm convinced that this game shows promise. I totally get why people are not interested, right? It's not the game that you wanted Rocksteady to make. Both in style, because it is an open-world action shooter, and I think a lot of people just don't like that kind of a game. They're like, I don't want to play that. But I think people are also rightly sort of put off by the fact that it's live service. That's not what you were expecting. You were expecting another Arkham game. But the assumption that this game is DOA simply because hardcore Arkham fans aren't happy Well, I just don't agree with that. I think that many people are being quick to assume their opinion is the be-all, end-all. And I'm sure if it has commercial success and an ongoing pattern of good engagement, well, that'll simply be dismissed. I've seen this before with other products. Something is dismissed as trash or it's DOA. And then when it does well, well, it's because consumers and people are stupid. Nobody's as smart as you are. Well, maybe... Just maybe, there's a wide array of consumers, and lots of different games, and lots of different game types appeal to lots of different people. Look at the explosion of Pal World, and yet, gamers are on Twitter bashing it, calling it lame, calling it a Pokemon ripoff, saying it looks like a trash kids game, and it sold 6 million copies. Are all those people stupid? Are they just not as smart as you? Maybe, maybe just maybe, you're the dumb one. Those same people will throw confetti in the air when Pow World's numbers start to drop because, well, that proves them right, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Oh, yes, every game must maintain its peak. Every major release hits a peak and falls from it, and it's always celebrated by the naysayers as proof that the game was always bad. Maybe you could just leave room for different games because the world is full of different people. Whether it's Foam Stars or Pow World or Kill the Justice League, if you're not interested in a game, that's fine. But you don't need to campaign against it and try to convince others that they hate it or accuse them of being dishonest simply because they think the game looks fun. I'm too busy enjoying games like Prince of Persia and The Last of Us Part Two Remastered. Two games again that were decried by some as, well, that remaster is not necessary and Prince of Persia, what a bunch of trash. Why is it a 2D side-scroller? <laughs> I'm not bothered by that. I'm having a good time. I'm not busy caring about games that I don't like. I'm busy enjoying the ones that I do. But those are just my thoughts. Now it's time to hear your thoughts. 
And that's the show open. Thank you guys so, so much for being here. I appreciate it. Uh, we are, we're going to get into this. I, I continue to think that the dialogue around this game is just ridiculous. It's like, oh, you're not, you don't have to like it. That's fine. Don't like it. Don't play it. Don't buy it. I still think they've got a good content plan. They seem to be passionate. I I think their content plan's going to work. I think they have I think they've got a good thing here. I I'm not saying it's going to be an award-winning, knock down the door, you know, absolute crushing game. But I think that this game shows promise and I think people are just quick to write it off cuz it's not their cup of tea. I really do. Why was this combat not shown? Yeah, I already tweeted that Schnozberries. I don't think that combat's that great anyway. Uh, you can check my feed. I already, I already used that. I, I tweeted his actual video. Um, not the subject of today, by the way. Uh, good opener. Unfortunately, because the walking and talking shark has a gun, uh, the game is unbelievable and it will fail. That's the thing is, I get it. Hang on, I gotta check. Did we get some gifted members? I feel like we got gifted members. We did! Han shot first, and so did you, the first five members of the day. We did alter the goal for Friday because at the end of December, you guys were incredibly generous, and I don't think it's fair that like 30 days ago, you guys were really generous, and then it kind of like knocks the wind out of our sails, because if you're generous 30 days ago, then those, those, those members are gonna fall off 30 days later. Um, so instead of shooting for 3k for the fight night this week, if you guys want to do a community game night and beat me up in a fighting game, we just need 2,500 members and we are currently at 2,133. So I lowered the goal. I don't think that's fair to be like, Hey, (laughs) we lost a bunch of members that you guys generously gifted 30 days ago. And that means that the goal is harder to get. That's, that doesn't seem like a good, uh, a good spirit of what we try to do here. Things change, uh, like walking, talking, air, breathing, sharks, using guns all of a sudden. Uh, just get over it, become a developer, and make your own IP. I mean, listen, I, I, I am never going to try to convince people that they should like a game that, that they're not interested in. But I also don't get people trying to convince me of the alternative. Right? It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like... There are plenty of games I see the trailer for and I'm like, yeah, I think that looks bad. I don't, I don't want to play that. I'm not interested in that. I don't go and tell everybody looking forward to it that they're lying or that, you know, just admit it's trash. It's like, what do you mean just admit it's trash? I don't have to admit anything. I think it looks fun. DK Beggar with a single gifted member. He says, come on, boys. Let's get that fight night this week. Oh, and by the way, every 25, I give five back to the community. So we've had days where I've gifted, you know, 20 and sometimes upwards of 40 or 50 members. So you guys keep it going. My members count in the total, by the way. So I can help you hit that uh, hit that goal as well. You can force me. I've been I've been gifting the members as soon as uh, as soon as they pop up. That way we can hit that momentum. I used to wait until the end of the stream, but I do it now uh, immediately just to help you guys hit the goal a little bit easier. And if you guys get a gifted member, be sure to thank the person that did it. So thank you, DK Baker. Uh, people do what they do. Uh, play the game. I don't care. Also, reviews because these days uh, all these fools are bought. Well, I actually don't think this game's going to review that well. It's not, and I don't think that's a problem. I I really don't. I don't think it's a problem if this game doesn't review well. I anticipate it not reviewing well. Right? It'll be in the mid seventies on Metacritic. Just write that down. I I don't think this thing is going to land in two weeks and the gaming press is suddenly going to say 
Oh, we were wrong. I mean, they were they were pretty harsh. They were pretty harsh coming away from the preview. This is gonna be this is gonna be one of those games that I think firmly cements the dividing line between the general gaming public and like the internet gaming public. Do you see what I'm saying? Yo, Joker Quinn gifts a member. He says, come on, man. Let's get a single gifted member train going. They're trying to start it this morning. Both Joker Quinn and DK Baker always gifting singles. Those add up, man. Thank you guys very, very much. JC's been a member for eight months in a VIP. I'm excited for Suicide Squad. All this new content they're showing uh, is made it a day one for me. Keep up the great work, man. You've been killing it lately. Thank you so much, JC. I appreciate that. Hex says, the only review I care about is yours. I will be I will be more harsh to games that I'm looking forward to. Like if this game if this game doesn't do well or if it doesn't deliver or maybe I don't think that the loot is set up right or maybe I think the combat is boring or too samey or maybe I don't like the flow because I remember playing Sunset Overdrive and the constant need for momentum and moving forward I actually was never huge on that. It was it, it just didn't hook me. There are people who love Sunset Overdrive. I just didn't like it. So there's a, certainly an opportunity for me to boot this game up and be like, I don't really like the combat, right? Now I've got a couple of characters to choose from to maybe find one that I actually like. So I think that's probably in my favor. Yo, Trash Beats, thanks for grabbing a membership. You got to make sure and not pick the one that says gifted. I mean, you can pick a gifted. That's fine. That's a sample, basically. You can get into our members-only Discord. You can do a daily Q&A. You can come to Friday nights if it's a community game night, like this Friday night you can come to. But if you want to get into the writer's room, if you want to come to every Friday night, because some of those Friday nights are reserved for the $6 tier, that's why we named it Gifted Member VIP to try to make that as clear as possible. But that adds to the total. So thank thank you so much for doing that and picking that i wish i could set a default membership because it is a little confusing youtube doesn't let us delineate between gifted and non-gifted so we kind of have to do it on our own anthony says it's just the entitlement in gaming has become sickening like if you don't like something don't buy it don't play it really it's that simple well i relate this to people being irritated with um, oh, is Elseworlds a DC terminology? It just sounds really weird for like gaming marketing lingo, right? I didn't read DC growing up. I was a Marvel guy. Like I love Superman, but whenever we would go to the comic book store to buy comics, we didn't have a whole lot of money. We'd go to like the bargain bin and it was always Marvel. There was way more Marvel than DC there. So I got into like the X-Men and uh, Deadpool. Yo, Cardock Ren hits 36 months and it's a VIP as well. There it is. And we haven't, uh, we, we haven't changed that badge yet. So welcome back to blue (laughs) Cardock. Um, anyway. Oh, so Elseworlds is directly from the comics. Okay. So they're actually using DC lore to build out the idea that there's going to be variants like season one starts in March and there'll be a variant of Green Lantern and Superman for you to fight so again people love to say that IGN is wrong and not to trust their reviews but they also go to their reviews to see what they said it makes absolutely no sense I like to include IGN usually when I'm doing a review roundup because I like to include a variety you know what I mean 
My problem is the lack of variation builds. I see small gun, bigger gun, and even bigger gun. Not applying the uniqueness of each character bringing to the table. Joker is the closest thing to it. I talked about that in the show, Open Shooter Forever. I think that is something they need to push down on. Cardock Ren with the 10 bomb and then 33 months coming in from Victor. Thank you so much, Cardock Ren, taking us up even closer to the first milestone of the day. And Victor comes in with 33 months. I'm an old man gamer with slow reflexes and fat fingers. If fast movement and traversal is the meta for the game, I'll be in trouble. I need a slow tank simply for my ability. Just want to be fun. I think you'll probably like King Shark from what I've seen, Victor. Um, you look like a Marvel guy, child size with a giant forehead. Hey, man, I mean, if you think I look like a villain, that's totally fine. You know, the villains are usually a whole lot cooler than the superheroes. <laughs> Anyways, back to what Shooter Forever was saying. I don't disagree with you that I would like them to push more into each character feeling unique. Yo, good morning, Feed. I see you in the chat. Legend hits 20 months and it's a VIP. Welcome back, Legend. Here's what they said in the video, and we'll just have to wait and see how this plays out. But the one guy at the end of the video says he thinks people are going to be surprised by the amount of depth that you can come up with in your builds. I... I'm like, okay, I'm like you, Shooter Forever. I don't see a lot of depth from the trailers. Now, maybe they'll go into it. You know, maybe they'll go into how you can do that in a video or something. But I definitely think that that's going to be one of the downfalls of the game. As I said in the show open, oh, I'm just flying around the city and shooting as the Joker now instead of, you know, Captain Boomerang, instead of King Shark, instead of Harley. Like, if they don't feel unique, if you're just swapping out what you look like, kind of like in Fortnite, right? Like, my son was playing the other day, and one minute he was running around as the Hulk, and the next minute he was running around as a as a guy dressed with a Christmas present on his head. And it was like, it didn't, it didn't matter. It didn't change what he could do. It just changed what he looked like. So, I, that is certainly something that I've been thinking about. It's like, well... If you add the, you know, the Joker, is the Joker going to feel like the Joker? Or is he just going to have a different Fortnite glider? And then he's going to run around and shoot. I think that's perfectly fair to say. Again, they said in the trailer that people are going to be surprised by the, by the depth of the builds you can come up with. I want for Lobo to make an appearance in Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Lobo and Soups, they're rivals and buddies at the same time. Um, content is key for sure. It looks miserable. I mean, if people don't want to play it, that's totally fine. Uh, Kawaki or Koro says, there's no raid, no dungeon, and no PvP on release. Where's the content? Playing against scaled up AI with the same character model as as in the tutorial is laughable. Have you played it? You know that that's how the content works? Now, I don't care about no PvP, but season one features something called strongholds and a new area and new gear new activities two new episodes episodic content with both two-face and the scarecrow it sounds like you're just quoting talking points like no raid no pvp what this this game is trash have you played it i've not played it i don't know that that's what the content loop is just playing scaled up ai with the same character model as in the tutorial like that you've that's you've that's been your experience you went all the way to the end of the game Yo, a gifted from Tenor. Thanks so much for gifting a member, Tenor. There we go. No one's Yo, good morning, Abe. How are you? 
Snow says, I look forward to it. It looks like fun with friends. That's what I'm saying. It just looks like a game that is fun with friends. Like, don't you like having fun with your friends? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we need more games like that. Just run around and do stuff. Just shoot people. You know what I'm saying? Just, I, that, I'm looking at Helldivers 2 and I'm thinking the same thing. Just a knock around, just a knock around game to, to play with your buds. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm glad the game doesn't have PvP. That'd be freaking terrible in a game like this. No PvP, it's DOA. Like, there are people to this day that think PvP kept Destiny alive. <laughs> they think that. They think that no PvP is what killed Anthem. Like, those PvP guys, man, uh, they they really do think that that's like the savior of all games, you know? Word of mouth is going to destroy this. Games seem to live or die alone based on social media. Well, that's not true at all. There are plenty of games that you would say don't have any social media presence or, you know, that people bash on social media that do just fine. Like, I actually don't think social media is the barometer at all. You know, I I do think there are plenty of games that have healthy player pools, healthy player bases, and you'd never guess it. You'd go to the purple platform, you'd go to YouTube, you'd go to you'd go to Twitter and be like, nobody's talking about this game. Nobody's really... Nobody's really, you know, vibing with this game. I don't think you need to win the hearts of Twitter to have a successful game. I don't think so. How many times does a looter PvP have to fail before people realize it's not worth it? Yeah, PvP brings its own its own bag of problems. You know, you've got a balance for it. You've got builds that are broken. You've got exploits. You've got people that try to cheat. You've got all kinds of things. I, I don't know. I don't sp- send Spixy bucks to get drunk anymore, so this is an investment in good times with my online loves. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing to consider is that people generally sort of budget around gaming, and if they pick one or two games a year, this could be one of the games people pick because they're like, I want to play with my buddies. I want to, you know, I want to play with the homies. Hopefully I'm wrong, but Helldivers 2 new DRM may cause the game to be DOA on PC. <sighs> I don't know why you wouldn't just I don't you just think sometimes it just you should just be like it's fine you know what I'm saying I'm not pro piracy but I'm also not pro DRM sometimes I just think why don't you just take the good with the bad instead of just doing the bad with no good you know what I mean it's like I, I, I hate piracy, you know? It's 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 reason that we have DRM, you know? People that complain about DRM are the same people that are cool with stealing games. So it's like, they both come hand in hand, but I'm more of the opinion that, like, wouldn't it be better just to let the game run well for the people that buy it? You're basically inadvertently punishing people that buy your game because they get diminished performance when you slam some kind of DRM in there like Denuvo especially I don't know <laughs> I, 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 that's just my opinion it's like you're not really going to stop it from happening so why why, uh, why feebly attempt to stop it and then inadvertently hurt people that pay for the freaking game it's just the whole thing is stupid I don't know who, who's making those decisions but I don't think they realize the ramifications of it sometimes I think it's literally like a like a corporate ego thing DRM has a history of not being uninstalled when removing the game. The devs are saying that's not the case, but we will see. It's over the problem or is it the people? Uh, I'm of the age of Unreal Tournament and Quake 2. 
it was fine for the longest time you're saying is pvp the problem or is it the people yeah but you mentioned unreal tournament and quake 2 that those games were literally single player campaigns and then you just had an arena pvp environment that's not what this game is that's not what this game is like this game is not an arena shooter this game is an online play with your buddies well you don't even have to play it online you can play by yourself and then bring people with you Uh, you can bring you know your buddies build with you if you really like your buddies king shark build and he's at work you can bring his his character into your game and and the and the npc will basically use him with that with that build and that loot so you don't need this isn't like an arena pvp game it it isn't it's an action it's a co-op action shooter i don't i always find that to be really interesting like i love co-op okay i do but there are games where co-op just wouldn't work right there are games where co-op just wouldn't work like a very strong narrative driven game that centers around one person uh, the last of us I don't want to play through that story I don't want to play through the campaign co-op I don't I don't I think that would be that would diminish some of the value it would make it it would I don't know it would make it it would feel very different I don't go to games that don't feature certain things and insist upon them having them you know why why the frick doesn't Fortnite have a campaign why where's the pve content in Fortnite? why don't they put some pve content in there why don't every season i get some submissions and some campaigns to run what that sounds dumb doesn't it what i'm saying sounds stupid because it is you, you come to a game like kill the justice league where's the pvp what what are you talking about why would they why would they do that that's not the game that they built you know, go play your PvP games. Like no, we, the people that like PVE content and like to play with other people and like a co-op shooter or a co-op looter, we don't. We're not all out here running to your to your cherished battle royales and asking them to put PVE content in the game, right? I want Titanfall three, and instead I got Apex Legends. Do you know what I don't do? I don't constantly talk about how like Apex Legends needs to add PVE. Because it doesn't make any sense. It's a nonsensical request. It's not the game they built. They built a battle royale. Like, that's it. That's the game. I I don't play it. I just don't play it. I'm like, that's not not interesting to me. I don't ask it to be something else. Or claim that it's not going to work without PvE. Fortnite was originally a PvE game. I mean, of of course. I played it. I played Save the World before before Fortnite was a battle royale. But that's the, the point that I'm making is that the battle royale is now the game it evolved that's the game that's what it is and coming to it now and being like yo why don't you guys release pve missions and campaigns like it i don't know apex is probably a better example yo ravenstorm with 26 months in a vip hey oh 25 months cheers um i love y'all crying and paying for online but spent thousands on pc parts Oh, people crying about paying for online. I mean, I I get the complaint. I just don't care. Like, sometimes I feel that complaints issued by gamers aren't real. They just give you something to bellyache about. Right? 
like the propensity to complain the propensity to criticize this there's a compulsion to self-righteousness now within the gaming world every everything is a everything is a big deal everything you know the the slightest the slightest thing that a company does that we don't like and it's we decried as the end of the world you know we rip ubisoft comments out of context people just need to get accustomed to not owning their games but that's not what he said that was that that wasn't what he said that wasn't what he meant but you know it's easy to rip that out of context and stoke the fires of gamers righteous indignation because that's the world we live in now it's all an illusion none of it's real it's all fake it's all theater for clicks and impressions it's not real Yo, Nova with 26 months. It's like asking for Schindler's List Cinematic Universe. Stop trying to make every game something it was never designed to be. No one is crying. It's literally a scam. That's not an argument. Do what you want. Wait, what's a scam? What are you claiming is a scam? How do you define scam, by the way? What are you calling a scam? Imagine how crappy their life is if they complain about that. Well, I mean... I think that gaming as an outlet is a place for people to get enjoyment and sort of escape. And the problem is, is it's now a catalyst for escaping into something else. This just this other reality where every game is trash and every company is a greedy corporate overlord that we have to hate. And if you like the game, you're a corporate shill and, you know, it's just... It's just tiring. 2024 is set to be a massive year in gaming. Like an amazing year for gaming. And we're probably going to spend a good portion of it throwing our hands in the air and saying the sky is falling because studio foreclosures and layoffs are coming as a natural response to what these companies did three years ago. They overhired and they mushroomed. Those are just market realities. We're going to act like it's the end of the world because, listen, that gets... That gets good clicks. Gets good claps on the back. That's going to be a huge narrative this year. Just watch. It'll constantly come up. Huge year for gaming. Bad year for devs. It's like every tech industry is going through this right now. It sucks and it's terrible, but it's just the reality. The other thing you're going to go through is people are going to look at games like Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League and they're going to say live service games are trash live service games are poison and it's like I don't know I think their content plan sounds pretty awesome to me I buy the game one time and that's the end of it I don't ever have to spend a dime after that I'm gonna get free content they have what 20 to 26 months of content planned and I don't ever I don't I don't ever have to spend any money like I just get just here you go you can come play as the Joker you can come play as I'm assuming Mr. Freeze is coming from the one biome picture they showed he's going to be a playable character he's probably going to be like the Silver Surfer you know as far as his traversal goes he'll probably like spray ice and kind of like move around that's going to be that's going to be fun like I want to do that that sounds like a blast like it's fun to just have an arcadey game to play with people and just shoot stuff and get stuff. Like, I don't need every game to be revolutionary. Much of what is making Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, so enjoyable. I had a boss fight last night. It was just 
it was freaking incredible king darius for those of you if you've been playing the game you know what i'm talking about i went and i was like okay i i fought him once because i like to fight them once to see what they're like and then i make adjustments so i was like okay I need, I'm going to be in the air a lot for this fight. So I went and I adjusted to an amulet and I upgraded an amulet that, that gave me increased damage in the air. And then I buffed and I, and I went and found a piece of currency so I could buff my swords. I came back and I beat him in two tries and it was so satisfying. And guess what I was doing in the fight? I was jumping, dashing and dodging and like lassoing these things to like go up in the air. It was all stuff I had done before. I've done all those things in Metroidvanias. I've done all those things. I have had I've I have fought similar fights in Sundered. If you've ever played Sundered, you know, there were similar mechanics in that. But you know what was amazing? Not getting hung up on the fact that there were things I had done before and just enjoying an amazing game, just enjoying a good game. So you can take things that are familiar, you can take things that feel like you've played them before or were present in other games, and if you make it fun, and it's enjoyable, and the content loop hooks you, well then, then that can be a good time. I think a lot of people get hung up on, they get hung up on the fact that like, oh, well, I've played a game like this before, or this feels similar, and I think a lot of people look at Kill the Justice League, and that's what they think. Prince of Persia Lost Crown looks great. I have not enjoyed a Metroidvania this much since Ori in the Blind Forest, Ori in the Will of the Wisps, and Hollow Knight. It's it's one of it's gonna if for me it's gonna go down as one of the greats in the Metroidvania category. It's just very, very good. As I play now, GG's. Oh, Chrissy, you can't put you put G.G and Nightbot thought you were trying to post a hyperlink. You're fine. It was just a five second timeout. Prince of Persia uh, was such a uh, great game to hold me over until Silk Song. Harley doesn't use guns. That's right. Also, two episodes, season one free. If those are at least a couple hours of story, that's awesome for the price of free. Oh, they're saying Miss Freeze from the data mines? Yeah, in the Arkhamverse. Wait, is Mr. Freeze alive? I can't remember. I can't remember what we what happens to him. I can't I can't remember. I played I the, doesn't something do you fight him in Arkham Knight? That's all all the all the games blend together. Arkham Asylum, Arkham City and Arkham Knight. I, they're so good. I would love a remaster of those. Get them up to, you know, modern modern day performance 60 FPS and all that. Oh man, I'd love to replay those. Does he die in City? Don't we kill him? Or he kills him. He, he does it to himself, doesn't he? He like goes, he goes crazy or something because of his wife. Oh, he was in Origins? Uh, Mr. Freeze is dead? Yeah. I, I, Freeze and Nora's death was heavily implied in Night. Okay. Okay. I was foggy on it. I was like, wait, I thought he died. Yeah, so it can't be him. It'd have to be somebody else. But there's obviously somebody... Well, actually, hang on, though. With Elseworlds, they can bring him back. It would just be a different timeline. It would be a different version of him. That that's that gives them so much freedom. They, they can do... I, I think comic book fans might be annoyed, but they can literally kind of do whatever they want. They can be like, oh, yeah, here's Mr. Freeze. You know, 
he's in city yeah i remember fighting him in city i remember you're in that room and you have to keep going up above and coming back down and like scanning that you did some kind of a scan thing to see him like you could wasn't he doing like a fog thing and you couldn't see him it's been so long since i've played alt universe freeze exactly hex like they can kind of do whatever they want like there's no real there's no real issue uh wait hang on crowded house weren't you the one oh 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 crowded house you're saying paying for ps plus is a scam i personally don't think paying for online with xbox or online with playstation i don't think it's a scam when I only had Xbox, I remember people taking issue with it. And it never bothered me. It's like they built the infrastructure. You got a friends list. You got a you got a, a free updates, a party system that works really really well. You have the looking for group system on Xbox. All those social features that they've built. It's like I have no problem paying to have access to that. That doesn't. I don't care. Well, Steam, Steam doesn't charge. So the frick what? Who cares? Just because one company doesn't charge you for something doesn't mean another company is then beholden to not charge you for it. I've always made that analogy. Like, what are you going to walk into like a five-star Italian restaurant and be like, why isn't the bread free? I get free breadsticks at Fazoli's. This isn't Fazoli's. Go to Fazoli's if you want free breadsticks. If you don't, if you want, if you want free play with your friends social features, then go play on Steam. There's an option in the market for you if that's a priority that you have as a consumer. You want free breadsticks? Go to Fazoli's. It's that simple. It, if, if you don't want to pay for it, then go where you don't have to pay for it. Build yourself a gaming rig. Get yourself a monitor, keyboard, and a mouse, or, you know, you can plug your controller in if you're like me, if you're if you're a pleb, you know, I don't like doing mouse and keyboard unless it's like Fortnite or something. Like, if that's a priority that you have, put your money where your mouth is, go where it's free, do it. You don't want to, do you? Yeah, yeah, you lose all your, all your nice stuff, all your chivos, all your trophies, you lose all that. You lose that party system. You know? You lose that ability to just like quickly grab people and all pulling it. I know that Steam has a friends list and it has all those features. That's great. If you think it's better, well then go there. It's that simple. The market has options for you. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? You know. Buy a thousand dollar PC, resell for five hundred five years later. If you sell your PS5 at 50%, it's still more expensive because you're going to pay online for five years. I mean, maybe the average person that walks into a place and buys a gaming rig is not going to get it for 1000 They're going to buy it from Amazon or Best Buy and probably spend closer to 1500 bucks. You know? And you think they're going to be able to resell it? <coughs> like, just that easily? <coughs> Excuse me. Like, you know... and again and again if that's what you want to do as a consumer man bravo bravo be frugal be smart buy the things that you think are the best but all this whining and crying about PS Plus and Xbox Live and stuff it's like then don't pay for it if you don't you know what I'm saying then don't pay for it just live without it Live without all those features. Live without all that stuff. And go where you don't have to pay for it. I, 
I pay for the things that I enjoy. And it doesn't bother me to be like, yeah, PS Plus, I get uh, free games every month. My kids have been trying out games that have been showing up on there. Uh, I get the online features. Same thing with Xbox and Game Pass. I get free games every month. I get the online aspects. That doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. I get something out of it. I don't feel like I'm... It's not like I'm paying money and not getting something out of it. Calling it a scam would mean that you're paying for Game Pass. You know, originally you had to pay for Xbox Live, but now the Game Pass, what, 1099 has it baked in, right? The online baked in. And then, you know, PS Plus has it baked in as well. And so it's like, if, you know, if, if you want those features, you know, you buy them. And if you don't, then you don't. It's that simple. I I don't get hung up on that kind of stuff. I just don't. It doesn't it doesn't bother me. If I'm getting value out of something, I don't mind paying for it. Gamers are the only ones that have this obsession with things should be free. <laughs> like I don't go to like I don't go to like Amazon forums and see people that are incensed that stuff costs money. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? People are like, I can't believe these movies and services and goods cost money. It's unbelievable. You know? There's a reason Sony's getting sued because they're greedy. Oh, right. That court case is really going to go somewhere. Uh Uh-huh. They're being sued for doing what Steam, Nintendo, and Xbox does. Good luck with your court case. I love the idea, too, that, like, Sony's greedy. What? And the rest of these companies aren't? Well, you think Microsoft is, like, they, they're cool if they don't make any money? <laughs> you, you think Microsoft... Yeah, Microsoft's not greedy. Nintendo's not greedy. Amazon's not greedy. Google's not greedy. The cell phone companies aren't greedy. Internet service providers aren't greedy. Just Sony's greedy. Right? Just Sony. No one else. None of these other companies are driven by profit, you know, and trying to make more money. It's a cash grab. It's a cash grab. Every product is a cash grab. These weren't free, you know? They grabbed my cash (laughs) real easily. Come on. I don't have an Xbox, I don't care, they're just as greedy. Right, I get it. Like, if you have a PlayStation and you don't like what they're doing, you're going to be prone to be critical of PlayStation. Like, you don't care what Xbox is doing if you don't have one, right? They're, every company is trying to do the same thing. So this is like... that. That That's why I'm always saying, like, if you don't like the thing that a company's doing, be, you know, you can be critical of the actions that they're taking. But being like, oh, they're just greedy. It's like... Uh, oh, yeah... Uh huh. The sky is also blue. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't. You're not saying. I don't know. It's like when we talk about pay to win. It's similar to like when we talk about a game like Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League. People are like live service games are trash. At any monetization shows up a game and people are like, it's pay to win. Like, well, hang on a minute. Make an accurate criticism. Is it pay to win? Right. This is why I always said it's better to say 
there's pay to win and then there's pay to progress because there's a categorical difference between pay to win and pay to progress one's insidious and it completely corrupts the spirit of a competition and playing against other players and the other is a means of you advancing in the game faster to get you know XP quicker or something they're completely different animals they're not the same at all so it's better to use those terms and in live service games as well we if you look at the structure of the live service that Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is putting out, it's very player-focused. It's like, you don't have to spend any money. You buy the game once. You buy the game one time, and that's it. Now, if you want to buy cosmetics, that stuff comes later. Now, there are people that are like as pure as the driven snow, and they will never buy cosmetics. They think if it's a full-price game, there should never be a single piece of monetization in it at all. Uh, Okay. I mean, I, I can respect that, but I don't agree with it. Okay. But I think live service games come in all sorts of different shapes and sizes. So if one live service service game commits a serious, you know, faux pas, let's call it. They do a battle pass and live events and there's all this FOMO and if you don't play every day, you're going to fall behind and they they pit your engagement uh, they pit your engagement against you, right? We should be critical of that. We shouldn't just say, oh, here comes another live service game. Live service games are bad. Well, okay, what's what's this live service game doing that's so bad? What are they doing? What's What's the problem? You know, and that's why when I look at I look at Kill the Justice League, I'm like, What's what's the issue here? Every the, the the hate for this game just feels it again feels so much about it feels so much about well this isn't what we wanted so it is therefore bad. And I don't I don't I just don't think that that's I don't think that's the, the, a logical way to to argue it. No one likes working for free or worse, way, uh, wasting their money on someone else making games. Uh, having servers ETC costs money. Someone has to pay for it, and if you want to enjoy it, that person should be you. Well, there is certainly a lot of... There's a lot of, I think... I don't know what to call it. There are people who just want single-player games. And the minute a game has an online component, uh, the minute a game has a an element of well you're gonna you're gonna play with other people or it's ongoing they immediately sort of feel as if they don't or they're not getting they're not getting the game that they uh that they were promised or they feel like they're owed like a single player game does that make sense it's like well, I, that's not the game that I wanted. I wanted a single-player game, and you didn't give it to me. Therefore, you have committed a serious, you know, a serious problem or a serious, uh, you know, a, 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 gre- a serious grievance. You wanted to like it, Thrifty, and you hated the traversal controls. I actually said that's one thing about it that I'm. I, that if there's one thing that might rub me the wrong way, it might be the traversal, because I. You know, a lot of people like Sunset Overdrive. It wasn't my, it was not my cup of tea. I, back then, I preferred Borderlands. That was just the style of shooter that I liked. The forward momentum, it was, uh, Sunset Overdrive kind of felt like 
Borderlands meets Tony Hawk, right? You know, the irreverent style and the comic book kind of cartoonish, you know, but then the constantly having to grind and do tricks and move forward. It just, I just didn't like it that much. And I know people love that game and they're like, yo, that would, they should bring that game back. I would love it for them to bring that game back for the people that liked it, and maybe I'd give it a second try. But I remember my f- friend loving Tony Hawk games, and I would rather play Perfect Dark. He was he loved the Tony Hawk games, and I was like, "Can we play WrestleMania? Can we can we play Perfect Dark?" I just never was a big fan of uh, of the Tony Hawk games. You know, I know that's like sacrilege for some people, but I would just rather play Perfect Dark. Co op missions were so fun, or you know, Time Splitters. That was kind of my jam. I wanted to play shooters or like I thought WrestleMania was really fun or like Mario Kart. Like those were more my speed. Those are more my style, you know. Jaw drop right now. Oh, about me not like I, I just didn't like. Yeah, I just didn't like Tony Hawk, you know. I liked watching my friend play Tony Hawk because I thought the music was dope. But I just never, it was just never something that I enjoyed. I would play for a little bit and like, ah, you play. Like, he he was pretty good, you know? And it just never really hooked me. So, you know, the traversal in Suicide Squad may, it may turn me off, you know? If I feel like I'm constantly having to move, like I'm on, like, you know, like I'm coked out of my brain or something. It's like, can I just shoot, you know? It looks like you don't have to constantly run. We need to shame him. I again. I just. I preferred Perfect Dark. I preferred Time Splitters, WrestleMania. You know, there were plenty of games back then that I just. I liked more. I. Uh, I didn't even watch wrestling, Jack. Good to see you, by the way, Jack. I didn't even watch it. It was just fun to play WrestleMania 2000, the black cartridge. NWO versus NCW was that the other one? That was pretty cool too, because they had like the the Rey Mysterio guys that did all like the flips and kicks and stuff. They were really fun to play as. They were really, really fun. Those were, those were my jam back in the day. My brother liked, you know, uh, jet grind radio. I didn't like jet grind radio. You know, that's that, that around that time he was on his dreamcast. You know, I was playing quake two and quake three. That was me with fighting games. I liked to watch was never any good at them. Yeah. I would always get my butt kicked in fighting games, but I'd love to watch my brother and his, and his, and his friends beat the tar out of each other, you know? I liked watching Killer Instinct. I didn't like playing it that much, you know? It just wasn't my style. I was like, can we play Goldeneye? <laughs> That's what I wanted to play. I wanted to play, you know, to play Goldeneye. Uh, good to see you kicking butt in the content news and gameplay. I appreciate that, Jack. Yeah, 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 the Luchadors. Just stepped in, have you yet realized that a lot of people don't like the floaty feeling, the purple orbs, the silly UI, and the power-ups that drop out of the enemies like a Sunday cartoon? No, yeah, I said this morning, it's not just that people are upset that they didn't get another, like, Arkham game. It's that the game style itself, you know, the game style has turned people off. There, There are people who just don't want it because it's live service, okay? There are people who don't want it because they're like, it looks like Fortnite, I get that. I've been saying that from the beginning, Emmanuel. From the very beginning, I've been like, I get why people don't want to play this. I kind of think it looks fun. I like throwaway games like that. I like a game that I can play for a couple of weeks, do the shooties, do the looties, have some laughs, and then put it down. And I can come back months later and have a ton of new content to play 
for free. New characters, new activities. I, you know, I look at Hell Divers. I say the same thing. I'm like, I just, that's just a knock around game to shoot aliens. You know, I think that's fun. I do. I don't think you have to necessarily be, you know, drawn to the game because, you know, just because I'm drawn to the game. I think there are plenty of people who who look at a game like this and immediately write it off because of those things. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with knowing what you like. My my pushback is that it's still rooted in, well, that's not what I wanted, right? Glad to see you finally see it's not just we don't like it for what it isn't. We also don't like it for what it is. Was my only issue with you on Twitter. Twitter is a terrible medium for that, though. Right? It's a terrible medium. From the very beginning, I've said there's a variety of reasons people don't like this. Number one, they're like, that's not the game I wanted from Rocksteady. Number two, they're like, I hate live service. Number three, they're like, it looks like Fortnite. It looks like a limited time mode from Fortnite. That's what I said after the first game reveal when they delayed the game. I said, I get it. It looks kind of like a limited time mode in Fortnite. Like, hey, come play Fortnite as King Shark. I I totally get that. But that doesn't mean it's trash. That doesn't mean that I'm being dishonest when people are like, dude, just admit this game is trash. I don't need to admit anything. I think it looks fun. You know? I look at plenty of games that people geek out over. Persona. And I'm like, what the F? I don't get it. People talk about Persona like they're dating it. Like they, they it is special to them. They, they, they have a body pillow from Persona. And I look at the trailers and the gameplay and I'm like, I don't understand it at all. But I've never been like, it's trash. I just don't, I'm just not interested in it. It doesn't do anything that hooks the gamer part of my brain. I saw Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, and I said, I want to play that. Quick fluidity, great combat, awesome Metroidvania mechanics, sign me the frick up. And there were people that saw the Prince of Persia gameplay trailer, and they're like, trash, 2D side-scrolling trash, where's the remake of Sands of Time? Like... You see what you see what I'm saying? It's like there. I approach. I always approach gaming as okay. What's the game? What did they set out to do? Okay. Does that interest me? And if it does, play the game. Did they achieve what they set out to do? That's always the question. No, I haven't finished Prince of Persia yet. I'm at like 18 hours, and I just beat King Darius, which was I think my favorite boss fight so far. King Darius and then the Cobra. Like the King Cobra. Awesome. You seen the gameplay? I'm sorry, Lona. The game's trash. Listen, I will never... I never... I I always push back on people stating opinion is fact. You think the game looks like trash. That doesn't make it trash. There are people that look at Fortnite and think the game's trash. I believe the game's success speaks for itself. That means there are plenty of people who think Fortnite is amazing. There are people right now, heels dug in to the Earth's core, insisting that Power World is trash. 
it sold 6 million copies. I, I guess you're just smarter than everybody else? There are people right now doing the same thing with Power World. Yeah, game's trash. Kid game Pokemon ripoff trash. Sure. Everybody else is wrong. And you're correct, I guess. There are plenty of people that played the Kill the Justice League Alpha that are like, it's fun. It, it's a fun game. I enjoyed it. There were people campaigning for them to lift the NDA so that they could come out and be like, listen, the review outlets didn't have a good time. We're having a good time with it. The review outlets got to play for a couple hours. We've been playing it for a long time. We look, we go, we know the ins and the outs. We're having a good time with it. Like Power World is trash to be fair. Sales don't translate into how good a game is. Actually, sales do communicate how good a game is because if your game is selling well and people aren't returning it and they're leaving positive reviews, what you're saying is utter nonsense. It's trash to be fair. According to you, your opinion isn't fact. It isn't. It just smacks of insecurity to act like your opinion is fact. It's just easier to say... I, I have no interest in that game. I can recognize that Prince of Persia is great, even if it's not for me. Not for me. This game is a bad game, plain and simple. You're free to like bad games. Yeah, and I think you're not free to spew hubris in my chat. I'll, I'll gut check it every time. That's just hubris-laden nonsense. It is. That's hubris-laden nonsense. You're taking your opinion and saying that it's fact. Like... And it's insulting to be like, you can like a trash game. You can shut the frick up. (laughs) Like, that's so insulting. It's so insulting to be like, you're you're too dumb to know that it's a bad game. You just like it in spite of the fact that it's bad. Your opinion's also not fact. Yeah, I know. I didn't say that the game is good. I said the game shows potential. I said the game looks fun. I didn't say the game is fun. I didn't say the game is good. I didn't say the game is amazing. You're making a qualitative judgment and stating as objective fact. I think that's arrogance. I'm stating that it looks fun. I, I think I can have fun with it. I, I think it has potential. I think their content plan's viable. I never said my opinion is fact. You did. Do you understand the English language? You're using a ton of words. It seems like you understand the English language. Do I need to restate your sentences to you? You said, I can recognize that Prince of Persia is great even if it's not for me. This game is a bad game. Plain and simple. You are free to like bad games. So, you're not saying, I think it's bad. You're saying, it is bad, and you're free to like a bad game. That's stating your opinion as fact. Your inability to see that is your own fault. (laughs) I can't help you see that you're stating your opinion as if it's fact. The game is trash. That's not stating an opinion. That's stating as if that's the qualitative status of the game. And then you say, you're free to like bad games. What? You're stating that it's bad, that I'm free to like bad games. That's stating your opinion is fact. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's a communication failure on your part. I'm just reading what you're saying. 
I have made plenty of room from the very beginning to be like, I think it looks fun. I think it looks good. You're free to not like it. I get why people don't want to play it. I get why people don't like it. That doesn't make it bad. You're free to like bad games. Your ability to know my opinion is my own isn't my fault. No, you're struggling to communicate clearly. Game looks more promising than it did, says Eugene, and it looks like the game... It looks like a game that you could wait for six months on to see how it plays out and then jump on, jump in and not feel left behind. Lona getting use out of the message history feature. I, to, to, to say that it is bad and that I'm free to like a bad game, you're, you're stating it as if it's just a truth. It's a truth claim. It's not an opinion. Don't you see the difference in how I'm stating it? Looks fun. Looks like it could be a good time. Has potential. You know, I totally get why people don't like it. I get why people aren't interested in it. That's me leaving room for people to have a difference of opinion. What if I said what you said in the reverse? It's a good game. It's a great game. You're free to not like great games. That sounds like utter nonsense. It's not, the game's not even out yet. And if I said that, I would sound like an insane person. It's great. Justice League's a great game. And you're free to not like great games. It doesn't even make any sense. The game's not even out yet. I would sound nuts. People like, how do you know it's a great game? What? But if we say a game is bad, if it's trash, if it's DOA, and you can, you, you know, you tell people, it's so condescending to be like, you're free to like a bad game. What do you mean? If I enjoy it, it isn't bad. It's good for me. I had a good time with it. There are people who said that Super Mario Brothers Wonder shouldn't be full price because it's a 2D side-scroller. There are people that said the same thing about Prince of Persia. I've got almost 20 hours in Prince of Persia. I've gotten so much value out of that game. I've had a blast. But there are people that are like, 2D side-scroller trash. Why'd they make that? The game isn't objectively bad. The game is potentially great, especially to those with subpar tastes. Yeah, I mean, you were this close to not being condescending and full of hubris. Like you were this close. You're like, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be charitable. I'll, yeah, yeah. But then it's like people can have subpar tastes. Oh, to be as intelligent as you. If only everybody was just as smart as you and wasn't so dumb and had subpar tastes, right? Same with the people that call Power World trash. If only we were all so enlightened as you up on that pedestal of greatness to look down on us lowly dum-dums who like bad games and like trash. If only we could ascend to the iron tower of intelligence that you have gotten to. Like, the Power World narrative is nuts to me. It's like, it's a fun game. Like, what's the deal? Why are people hating on Power World? It sold six million copies. It's it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> why is bro so angry? I'm not even that angry. It's just to me, it's like why? Why the insistence that like people are people are stupid if they enjoy something that you don't like? Just messing with you? Well, if you're messing with me, that's fine. That's fine. If you're just being, if you're just joking, that's fine. I've seen this narrative 
I have I've seen this narrative about Power World. I've seen this narrative about Kill the Justice League. And it just it just rubs my fur the wrong way. It's like why can't you just let people enjoy something? <laughs> Let's just agree the game is bad and move on. <laughs> it would be easier, but I'm too stubborn and won't do it. I won't. It would be easier to just lie and be like, "Yeah, it's bad." <laughs> we could move on <laughs> but I'm too stubborn I won't do it I won't do it <laughs> It the, the reason that I don't like it is it's the same thing people said about the portal right it's the same people th- same people thing they said about um, the dual sense edge DOA, stupid, worthless, it's going to fail, it's going to flop. And then when it does well, people are like, well, consumers are stupid. Consumers are blind corporate shills. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? Power World does really well. And it's like, that's a you know a kid's game, a Pokemon ripoff. And it's like, well, then why are people enjoying it so much? I will die on this hill, says Eugene. Nickelback is objectively bad, and its popularity is because people have bad taste. And that's probably the only thing I'll die on that hill for. I, f- I feel like people always had the same attitude about Creed. Everybody everybody says Creed is terrible, but everybody bought th- their albums sold like crazy. Same thing with Nickelback. They're terrible. Somebody's buying their albums. I mean... <laughs> I wasn't really into Nickelback. I was into like, you know, punk rock and metal and they just weren't really my, they weren't really my cup of tea. But I remember somebody making that, uh, that, that sort of observation. Like everybody says they're so bad. Somebody's buying the records. Like somebody's buying the albums. Like (laughs) they had record sales, you know, everybody hated on Creed. Everybody hated on Nickelback and yet their albums sold like crazy. So somebody was lying. <laughs> you're like going to school. You're like, yeah, I hate Nickelback. You're like turning your CD player off in your backpack, you know, making sure nobody hears it. Never made it as a blood man. You're like, oh, I got to shut this off, you know. <laughs> I actually liked Creed. The band that went, they went on to do uh, Alter Bridge and, you know, had a new lead singer. And I thought, I thought some of their music was really good. I do think the game is terrible. I don't know what you see as a redeeming feature in the product, but sometimes you just have to poke at someone. No, and I appreciate it. I like I know I knew that I could push back because you and I have agreed on a lot and in this case we're not agreeing. But you're an adult that can dish as good as you can take. So I fired back. That's the that, I think that's fun. I'm sure I, I'm sure I'll get clipped from that rant. I don't care. You know, look at Reforge Gaming yelling at his audience. Yeah, that's what people pay for, okay? They like to be yelled at, and so do you with your daddy issues and your 10 clips a day. You like to be yelled at, right? Dad went to buy cigarettes and never came back, and this is the best you can get. In any case, in any case, I knew you could take it. I was like, all right, all right. You want to keep poking me? You want to keep doing this? <laughs> I'm going to fire. I'm going to fire back. Listen, I, I'm i a man of simple tastes, okay? I like gunpowder. No, I like all sorts of games. I also like all sorts of movies and TV shows, okay? I can enjoy a throwaway summer action flick that's thoughtless, right? I can. I, I, I can enjoy that. 
I can enjoy a throwaway, stupid, not a great script, throwaway action movie. And I can just absolutely love every minute of No Country for Old Men. Do you see that, like, I, I'm enjoying watching the... I, I uh, I'm enjoying rewatching Twilight Zone. I'm enjoying True Detective. I enjoy uh, I've enjoyed almost all the Marvel shows. I just I I think because I have that like broad palette, I end up being drawn to something. And people are like, what the frick, Lono? They're like, what? Your favorite games: Hellblade, Ghost of Tsushima, or in the Blind Forest, or in the Will of the Wisps. You know, The Last of Us. You you like some of these more serious, awesome, dope, cinematic you know, strong games. And you you think Kill the Justice League looks good and fun? Yeah, I do. Yeah, double cheeseburger. Exactly. I love a reverse sear ribeye, but homie, a a, a trashy, greasy fast food cheeseburger, sometimes it just tastes good, dude. Sometimes I'm in the drive-thru getting my son a Happy Meal or my wife a Diet Coke, and I smell that McDonald's smell, and I know... I don't get it. I don't get it. I've had not, I've not had McDonald's in like a year because it just I with my blood pressure and sodium. Like good golly, that's that's a that's a death sentence, right? No, I did not like She Hulk. I said I liked most of the Marvel shows. That was utter refuse. Um, I thought it was utter refuse. I, I don't know who enjoyed that show. Who? It, uh, how many people? Ten. Um, so. I just, I think because of that, people get confused, and I'm like, I actually think that game looks kind of fun. I actually think this gameplay would be seriously appreciated, presented with a narrative that fit. You know what's funny? All the previews and all the people that have played it, they all say the same thing. Like, the narrative and the story is, like, the best part. Which isn't surprising. Rock said he knows how to tell a good DC story. They're doing episodes every season. I, I'm going to give them a shot, dude. Season one in March, Two-Face and Scarecrow. Come on, man. What if they nail those story beats? I I get it. If you get hung up on the gameplay and you're like, I don't want to fly around the city as Harley Quinn shooting a bazooka. I just don't want to do that. Okay, that's fine. That's totally fine. I... I, I don't know, dude. If they're nailing the story in the launch game, and in M- March we're going to get episodes about uh, Scarecrow and Two-Face, dude, I'm all for that. Like, that sounds great. Like, I'm, again, I'm this way with Marvel and Star Wars, too. People people are sometimes like, oh, you, I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of it. I'm like, if the quality's there, I want to watch it. Like, Obi-Wan was terrible and She-Hulk was terrible, but I loved Andor. I loved WandaVision. Like, just give me more. Just, inject it right into my veins dude i love being in those worlds and those 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 character arcs i just love them the narrative doesn't fit the gameplay though the narrative is serious in second the gameplay is happy go lucky the distance is disorienting i will actually completely grant that point i do think the mechanism of storytelling is going to feel like you're saying there's this sharp juxtaposition of like we have to kill the justice league <laughs> And you're just like flipping around the map. And it's like, what? Like, I, I get that. I, I don't have an argument against that. I think that's probably a fair point. That the juxtaposition of the gameplay and the tone of the game is not gonna is not gonna like necessarily mesh well with like the serious storytelling. But I also don't care. <laughs> Was that your Joker laugh? Yeah, sure, whatever. I don't know. I, that could, yeah, that's the Joker. That's my Joker. Like, 
just the just the idiot laughing all the time, right? Like that is going to give it a diff, you know, a very different tone, where you're going from like serious, you know, m- maybe some serious gravity, um, or you know, dialogue, and all of a sudden you're you're swooping through the city with an umbrella and shooting everything. Yeah, I get that. They're supposed to be offbeat, right? The gameplay looks like it matches the Suicide Squad. I think that's fair pushback that they're not really serious. I mean, it is Harley Quinn. It's a talking shark. If you were going to do a Suicide Squad game, I I don't know. It kind of has to be kind of goofy to fit their vibe a little bit, doesn't it? Like Bioware, we're supposed to care about the marriage between narrative and gameplay in their games. Yo, a gifted member coming in from DK Beggar, setting it up real nicely. 20 out of 25 to give us the first 25 goal of the day. I've been giving you guys my fifth, my uh, my five bombs as soon as I owe them to you. You guys only need. 2500 to make Friday night a fight night. Oh, I forgot to do. I need to do something real quickly here. I'm going to do it at uh, an hour and a half in. Hang on. I got to take my, my hoodie off anyway. I'm getting hot. The only one that's somewhat serious is Deadshot. There it is. The five bomb from Zach. He says, let's bring it home. Thank you so much. Uh, and I'm going to get five right away, and then I'll give you guys a member count. I'm going to try and help you guys hit that goal faster. Ready Player Tom says, To say a game is bad without playing it is absurd. I understand the UI, but you can take that off. The live service stuff is going to be free, and it's meant to be a four-player co-op shooter, not Arkham. I, I, I 100% am on like your wavelength, Tom. And the reason I'm on that wavelength is because... The reason I was interested in this game is because when they announced it, I was like, that sounds dope. I love co-op games. And so when people were like, what? Why is it like that? I was like, that's what they announced They're in their press release like a super long time ago. There it is, the Agent of Chaos pushing us past 25 to 26. DK Baker probably has the most Agent of Chaos awards. And let me gift the five that I now owe you guys, and then I'll give you guys a member count. We lowered the goal because uh, at the end of December, you guys went crazy. I think it was December 21st, and all those members dropped off, and now we obviously got to put them back in there, and it wouldn't be fair. Um, it wouldn't be fair to uh, to hold that against you guys. The Montreal's Damian Wayne game was not canceled because of leak. And why is it canceled, right? Why is it canceled then? The live service stuff is free, just like Anthem stuff was free. Yeah, it being free doesn't mean it's going to be any good, but at least it is free. Yeah, you guys are at 2159 on the member count. 2159. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. To say a game is bad without playing it is absolutely fine. That's what the trailers are for. Free to make judgment is the quality of the product. You're allowed to make a negative judgment. I... I agree with that. I, I agree with that to a point. Like last night, I um, Xbox curator, he tweeted footage of, of Avowed. And he was like, why didn't they include this in the showcase? And I'm like, ah, 
I don't think it looks that good, but it does look better than the, than the, some of the gameplay they showed. Um, but I also said, wouldn't this look better if it was like third person? You know what I mean? I, you know, I and I I'm making a value judgment, right? Um, in deep. Sh- what did I do? I didn't do anything. You say the game looks bad to me. Yeah. All right. I need to do something like eight sec. Uh, why is my counter stopped? Okay, one thirty. Okay, one thirty. I can remember that. Cause let me hang on. Let me pull up the email. I'm dumb. There's a big sale going on, and I want to get it right. Uh. Da, 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 da. Uh. Okay. Okay. So, I want to draw attention to my shirt. Obviously, Reforge. I chose a shirt that is literally, it's a guy, it's a forge. He's forging a sword. They have awesome shirts over there at Into the AM. And right now, they're having a clearance sale from January 23rd to the 30th. It's 30% up to 95% off. And you can use my code over there right now, code LONO, or use the shirt command, or go to intotheam.com slash Lono, you guys know we love working with them. I would say 95% of the time I'm wearing a shirt now on stream, it's from them. They've got me fully stocked. I'm always getting new shirts from them. This is another one that I picked out that I thought so fitting with the channel name and everything else. So be sure to use my code over there. Take advantage of that huge sale that they're having, uh, 30 to 95% off. They typically let you stack my code on top of their discount. So make sure you put code LONO in, or again, you can use intotheam.com slash LONO, and it should apply the discount as well. Uh, so make sure you guys check that out. Thank you, Into the AM, uh, for sending us more great stuff and always working with us. Um, uh... I don't think I need to play a game to say it's bad. I've been gaming for 33 years, tens of thousands of hours of experience. That experience, expertise in most areas. Well, yeah, I mean, so so here, here's my take on this. Here's my take on this. There are, um, there are certainly elements to gameplay that are dead giveaways, right? There are dead giveaways. When we saw gameplay footage of Kong or Gollum, you didn't have to play the game to know, oh, oh my gosh. What the heck is that? The, you you see it? Yeah, and Vithard says, I mean, people could look at Gollum and King Kong and say it's bad. Right. I think there is certainly a floor that if a game falls beneath that floor, the general gaming public is like, that's a piece of garbage. You know what I mean? Like, I can look at a trailer for Prince of Persia, and I was like, that's going to be fun. I could just tell. I could I could see the movement, the combat, the fluidity, the speed, and I was like, oh, that's going to be a blast. It's actually far better than I expected. It really is. Oh, it's so good. But... I think the reason that I'm I'm a little bit more like pushing back on something like uh, Kill the Justice League is it's just way more subjective. There are plenty of people that like games like that, right? Like, there are plenty of people I think that like a game like what we've seen from the trailers. So it's hard for me to say, well, it's bad. 
you know because there are plenty of games I look at and I'm like that looks like I would literally fall asleep playing it and they're super popular you know yo welcome back 75 llamas I appreciate you so so much I'm also not going to willy nilly call a game bad but there's no way to know that um Emmanuel says, when people say a game looks great off of a trailer, no one denies them that right. When you go against the grain, suddenly you need to have to justify your entire being. Well, here's here's the challenge. This is a challenge in general with online dialogue. I fell prey to this last year. So, if 10 people are saying, this game is garbage, this game is trash... I hate this game, right? They're hurling a lot of toxicity at it. And then you walk out and say, yeah, I think the game is bad. What people do is, is they grab you and they slide you over here and they put you in that category. You're just a hater, right? So I experienced this last year. There was an ongoing narrative between people who love Sony and people who love Xbox and they're constantly throwing stuff at each other and I walked out like a dummy with 400 followers on Twitter and I was like I'm against the Activision deal and everybody on one side of the aisle grabbed a hold of me and put me over here and said you are an Xbox hating pony you're trash and it's like what? All I had to do was say similar things to the people that love hurling the mud back and forth. They love it. Oh my gosh. They think it's tasty. I don't. I'm not interested in that. But all you have to do, all you have to do is say something similar to that group and you get sl- you get slammed over into that category. So plenty of people are out there just bashing Kill the Justice League. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is trash. It looks like garbage. They delayed the game, I think in part because the PR was so bad when they released that gameplay. Like the, the, It got downvoted on YouTube, all of that, right? And so if you walk out and you say anything that sounds like that, well, people are just going to slide you over. And to be fair, Emmanuel you have been stating things rather firmly, right? I think that's one of the reasons guys like you sort of can vibe with my content and my viewpoints because you, it's like the whole real recognizes real thing. Like passionate people are drawn to passionate people, like people of conviction. Like you're strong in that conviction. This game looks like garbage. This just looks like trash. And so people just slide you over into that category, and they're like, oh, you're just hating on the game. Because there's plenty of people who are looking forward to it, they've played it, they like it, they think it's going to be fun, and they're like, well, you're just hating. I think that's just an, that's just a, a, that's a symptom of online discourse these days. I'm always firm because I'm right. What do you think this is? Right, and... I would, I, and that's why I don't mind interacting with people who think they're right. Because at least you admit it. Like, a lot of people won't admit it. They, they posture this false humility. This guy, he thinks he's right all the time. What, do you, do you walk around thinking you're wrong all the time? Like, everybody thinks they're right all the time. 
gaming discourse is political unless you're talking with friends all convo is political as far as I'm concerned not even like actual politics but like it becomes it becomes like party allegiance is woven into it for sure not like actual political parties but like you choose a side Ready Player Tom says, I'm saying there's a difference to saying it looks bad without playing the entire game and saying the game just is bad. Their opinion without playing the whole game isn't fact. And that's what I've always pushed back on, Ready Player Tom. And that's why I was pushing back on Emmanuel earlier. It's like, you're stating it in a way that's like, okay, you've now decried it as trash, which means if I enjoy it, I enjoy trash. He was joking, but it's like, well, you have subpar tastes. I'm willing to admit I have a broader palette of tastes for games. I do. I enjoy goofy throwaway games like that. I do. I'll have a good time with them. I had a good time with Aliens Fireteam. Where is that game? Right? Where is that game? I had a good time with it. (laughs) I, I played it with Hilly. We had a blast. Isn't it better to say you don't know than to say you're right? On certain subjects, I think it's good to posture, uh, you know, like, I think that's fair to be like, yeah, we just don't know. We don't know. Um, But I also think people make up their minds on this stuff. You know, Weezy's saying in the in the members only Discord because there's no character limit. If you guys ever need to type something longer and you're a member or a gifted member, you can use our members only Discord. He says, "I played Suicide Squad and in my opinion, I did not like it. I think the game is highly mediocre. The only way to see me play it is on a deep discount. For reference, I enjoyed playing the closed alpha and the open beta less than I did playing Marvel's Avengers beta, and that kind of says a lot." But I can look at this gameplay and I know I'll enjoy it more than Avengers because when I played Avengers, I didn't like it at all. I was like, it was, it just, I just, something about the stiffness of it and the movement. I actually think the movement and the shooting and the combat in this looks like I would have a fun time with it. <clears throat> I knew the day before was a bad game and never had to play it. Well, that's a completely different situation entirely. We, many of us, were of the opinion that the day before was fake. And we were right. I really hope somebody watching right now is one of those just salivating gremlins that were like, You're just hating. This game's gonna be great. Yeah? Was it? Was it? It was fake. And we all knew it the entire time. Anybody with eyeballs knew that game was fake. The idea that I need to spell out for you, this is my opinion, is beneath me, and it should be beneath you. We're all stating opinions. Objective reality is an unobtainable ideal, as you stated objectively. <laughs> um, I'm not going to get philosophical on you, but okay. <laughs> there is no absolute truth. Isn't That's an absolute truth claim. Anyways... Um, I think there are ways of phrasing things though, Emmanuel, that lend itself to it's clear this person's voicing their opinion as opposed to 
no, they're making a truth claim, right? My problem is I am too much of a logician. Like, I think logically, I think in in debate and and philosophical clashes and when someone says something so firmly about the uh, it's a qualitative statement about something's essence i'm like wait a minute like i immediately check it i'm like whoa 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 no i know what you're saying emmanuel you're pushing back on 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 what he's saying but he he is saying similar things that i said in the beginning of our debate it's like you're saying it in a way where like i can't tell that it's your opinion it sounds like you're making like a definitive truth claim of this is bad if you like it you're welcome to like bad games and it's like wait what <laughs> there's no room there it's like well that it's oh let's go home it's a he he settled it <laughs> I'm not going to put that disclaimer all the time. You should just know that. Oh, I don't think you have to put the disclaimer either. I don't think you have to put the disclaimer. It's all about how you say it. It's not what you say. You don't have to have this every time. This is just my opinion. I think the game is bad. That's absurd. I've had people do that to me, and I'm like, I make it very clear what my opinion is. I go, here's what happened. You know, here's what here's what we know. Here's what people are saying. Here are my thoughts. I have this very, very clear dividing line between what has happened and what my thoughts are so that the reporting is pure, but you still get my opinion. You get the best of both. You get the reporting on what happened in my research, but then you also get to know, like, what in the world does Lono think about this? I don't think you have to have a disclaimer, but you don't have to say, I think it looks bad. You can just say, it looks bad. Saying it looks bad is different than saying it is bad of course it's my opinion that goes without saying y'all are adults you know I don't speak objectively because again that's an impossibility you're claiming that speaking objectively is an impossibility which is an objective claim (laughs) that's that's a self-refuting claim that's what they call that in in debate class you you can't refute you're you're refuting the claim as you make it (laughs) but it's again it's not what you say it's how you say it and here's the problem manual there are people who don't who don't think the way you do they'll state it and they'll be like no they'll say that's facts that's facts period it's like this it's bad that's facts just admit it they're not stating their opinion they think that's a fact they think that's the truth so that's what's challenging is when you speak like that, you sound like them. Don't talk like one of them. Like, don't talk like them. You're smarter than them. The drones of the internet that speak as if what they think is fact, like, you're more intelligent than that. And when you talk like that, you sound like them. That's why I was like, last night, I was even this morning, I was like, why are you talking like that? You're smarter than that. You know, why are you talking like these guys? I understand the language. I'm still going to tell you that something is or isn't. If you don't put it through the logical filter, then that's on you. How can I put it through the logical filter with with no opinion markers? Language has markers in it. I think it looks bad. That's the crystal clear. What 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 I've got all the markers I need. It looks bad. That also gives me markers. Oh, okay. Subjective. He thinks it looks bad. Okay, cool, 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 cool. 
it is bad wait i don't i don't know if that's your opinion now you might be making a qualitative like statement you're saying no it is actually bad it's not good it's not always opinion like if a game is broken and has lots of bugs and doesn't run very well and someone says it is broken it is buggy that's not their opinion they're reporting a fact to you they're letting you know like it doesn't work very well it runs bad you know if we're talking mathematics then I'm going to adjust but I'm sorry I need you guys to realize that I don't need markers when talking a subjective point of view well communication is all about clarity and speaking clearly and a refusal to adjust slightly so that people have a better understanding of what you're saying is only going to cause either confusion or unnecessary pushback you know what I mean? Like, it's it's you're constantly going to face this. You're gonna be like, why are people so upset by what I'm saying? I, I've learned this lesson. I've tried to adjust how I talk about things so that way people understand. I'm saying this is just what I think, and you're free to think differently. Eugene says, are we back to the intelligence is knowing what to say, wisdom is knowing when to say it, and emotional intelligence is knowing how to say it? Right. Right, that's why I said it's not what you're saying. It's not what you're saying. It's just the how. It's just the how, that's all. And you can talk however the frick you want. I'm just telling you, the results are a 15 to 20 minute debate with me this morning because... I, f- I feel like I'm a pretty decent communicator, decent orator. You know, I, I feel like I'm pretty good on, you know, logic and argumentation and fallacies. And I read what you said and I was like, huh? Why are you saying that? That You see what I'm saying? I don't have a problem facing this. I'm just saying you guys don't have to have this issue. But I think that's what's difficult, is in the midst of a firefight, if you're using paintball rounds, and this guy over here is using airsoft rounds, and that guy over there is using live ammunition, how the frick am I supposed to know who's being a ponce and who isn't? Like, who's being bad faith and who isn't, right? There are plenty of people that come in, and in bad faith, they try to make claims as if they're fact, and it completely disrupts the flow. You're a decent communicator, which is why you should know the difference. But again, to assume I know the difference, so many people are throwing in and, and, and saying things in certain ways. There's no way to know who thinks their opinion is a fact and who doesn't when they're stated the exact same way. There are people that wouldn't say what you're saying. They would say, no, it is trash. It's not my opinion. And they would phrase it the exact same way you did. How am I supposed to know the difference? You're, you're, that's that's the point I'm making. You're both saying it the exact same way. Eugene says, understanding how someone may interpret your words and trying to account for that by being more deliberate with your language choice is extremely important to constructive discourse. Like I said, there are people that will come in and they'll talk exactly the way that you talked and they will never ever have like the the charity and the nuance to say, well, it is just my opinion after all. Where are those Lonostradamus powers? Clearly, you're supposed to be able to read his mind. Because I didn't say it's not my opinion. Right. 
So we end up having to waste time for me to push on it and then get the qualification later that it's just your opinion. There are people where I'll push on what they're saying and they'll say, no, that's not my opinion. That's a fact. You don't have to say in my opinion after every sentence. I know. I I just said that moments ago. You don't have to say in my opinion. There's ways of phrasing what you say to make it very clear that you're not stating something as fact. We've wasted the whole morning on this guy. That's a fact. I think it's a constructive discussion. I mean, we can only talk so long about whether or not the live service format of Kill the Justice League is viable. I mean, we could talk about that for the next little bit. We could also open up members only uh, Q&A because, you know, that that was one thing I walked away from the video with. I'm like, I think their content plan's viable. I think this is going to work. There's a lot of live service games that come out of the gate and they don't have... What do I always say? What do I always say? I always say... It's great that you created an awesome content loop, but what am I going to be doing in month seven? What am I going to be doing in month 12? How are you going to get to me to come back? They've thought about that. They actually have what I consider to be a pretty good plan. And recount that you are the one who argued you're stating your opinion is fact. I will not be judged by how others interact with you. That's on you. But I will not soften my language either. Well... I'm here to tell you that the average person's going to read what you say and they're going to come to the same conclusion that I did. That's probably why you get such strong pushback. You said you said something to the effect of like expressing your opinion, you know, everybody acts like you're being a hater. I forget how you phrased it. It could be because of how you phrase it. It's not what you're saying, it's how it. It's how that it's said, right? I think the content plan is rather disappointing. Skins are mediocre at best and the Elseworld stories do not interest me. Well, I mean, if you don't enjoy the gameplay, I don't see I don't see it it helping. I don't see you being interested in the game at all. Like if if you're if you're not going to be won over by the gameplay, then you're not going to care about Elseworlds or Strongholds or new activities or none of that. Y'all forget that this is text. There's no body language, tone, eye contact, any of the other markers we get when we're talking in person. Learning to convey through text is a sign of higher intelligence. Well, no, I'm not interested in the average person. I'm not on an average person channel. Well, and I mean, I appreciate the compliment, but you, the, the, the rest of chat's going through the same thing I'm going through. We're all... We're all trying to understand what the other person's saying so we can have a back and forth, right? It's like, what did we do the other day where someone said, oh, what was the discussion? The guy was like, well, this is how I define the word. And I'm like, well, how how's anybody supposed to freaking know that? What were we talking about? I forget what he said. He basically said, well, when I say this, this is what I mean. And I was like, but nobody knows that. So instead of having a conversation about the topic, we ended up having a conversation about the word that he was using. Do you see? And so to me, that's always the challenge of what we do is you throw 50 to something people in a room chatting. There's, you know, four to 500 watching and there's like 50 something people at different intervals chatting and everybody's using 
different terminologies, different linguistic patterns, different, you know, vernacular. And those things are all to greater and lesser degrees, you know, greased for conversation and understanding. And if someone says, well, when I say that, this is what I mean. It's like, well, what the frick? How was I supposed to know that? I can't remember what we were talking about. We were in members. We were in members. And I can't remember what he said. And I was like, yeah, but that's not what anybody... Oh, multi-platform. Multi-platform. He's like, well, isn't it multi-platform? Because it's on Xbox and PC. And I'm like, brother, you know that in the world of gaming, multi-platform as a colloquialism means it's on multiple consoles. We all know what multi-platform means. No one's going to look at Helldivers 2 and be like, it's multi-plat. No, it's not. It's on PC and PlayStation. That's not multi-plat. If I say multi-plat, it means something. And to have to pause the conversation and deal with somebody's weird, made-up definition, it's like, well, now we're not having a conversation. Now we're having to learn what your dictionary is. Do you see? That's why it's probably beneficial to everybody to be like, well, maybe if I say it a little bit differently, we won't spend 20 minutes qualifying the fact that I'm not stating my opinion is fact I'm just stating my opinion strongly gamers have become quite uh, the miserable bunch over the years the rage about a lot and cherish little not sure maybe it's a generational thing not to sound like an old man gamer Patrick I've been I've been observing that for a while and I think what has happened is Okay, so if you ever go to YouTube, and this is something YouTubers will talk about quite often, negative videos do better. Okay, it's been a pro- it's, it's it's been a problem that has plagued YouTube since its inception. If you put out a positive video, it'll get a fraction of the viewership. Okay, now that's changing a little bit because if everybody's kind of hating on something and you kind of come out in defense of it, you can actually get decent traction. And I I have a video that says "Kill the Justice League" will be good. And I believe it. I'm like, no, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to satisfy a lot of consumers. You don't have to like it. That doesn't make it bad, right? And that video has actually done quite well. But the general rule of thumb has been negativity sells, okay? Now, that gets amplified significantly in a place like Twitter, where the currency of Twitter is not long-form engagement. Like, if I just put out a negative video and it's just me whining and bellyaching for 10 minutes, the average person's not going to watch for very long and it actually, the video kind of folds back in on itself and it ends up hurting itself. Channels like that burn out because it's like you're not giving people any warmth. It's just nothing but fireworks all the time. Hate, salt, rage. Like, that just doesn't work. Those channels always burn out. But the positive feedback loop on Twitter is I say super negative thing and it gets tons of engagement and that makes my brain feel good that tickles my my brain it's almost like a video game it's a dopamine feedback loop of attention and clicks and impressions and numbers and so what that's done is I actually think Twitter is now mostly 
a cesspool of people that don't even like video games. And all they do is attack the rest of us who do because they're jealous. I truly believe that. I truly believe that. That's why there's so much emotion in it. It's no longer this cold, calculated, oh, I can say something negative and I can get positive feedback and attention. It's they've morphed into some... It's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. They're no longer switching between the two, like enjoying games and like being kind of negative on Twitter. They're more... They're more the evil guy than the good guy now. And so they, that's all they do is attack people day in, day out. And it's like, you're not a real gamer unless you platinum a game. Are you really enjoying a game as you squeeze some sort of what? Gamer clout out of it? are, Are you actually enjoying that game? I remember playing Destiny And there was a part where my brain sort of broke because I was running an activity in a very mechanical way in order to get a thing to drop. So I wasn't running the activity for the enjoyment of it. I was running it so this little box would get a check mark. And I finally said, I'm not doing this. And I think a lot of people, that's how they're engaging with the games. Got to get 10 kills this way. Got to find 10 of these things. Got to rerun this level eight times to get this one thing done so that I can get that little trophy. And I feel like that's just sort of mechanistically squeezing all the enjoyment out of games. It's why, why do you think the people that trophy check seem the most miserable? If you were playing all these games and really enjoying yourself, what are you doing on Twitter? Like, what are you doing on Twitter? You know what I did last night? I finished all my work for today. I played Prince of Persia for an hour, hung out with my family. I listened to Explosions in the Sky, as well as I'm discovering some new instrumental bands that are just awesome, like Moonlit Sailor and The End of the Ocean. Gosh, I wish those guys were DMCA free. Their music's fantastic. Anyway, and I'm working on my Millennium Falcon Lego set that Kat sent to me such a long time ago. Like, that's what I did with my evening last night. So I'm not like worried about trophies and tweeting and it's like nah man I'm just enjoying life like when you take something and you try to squeeze everything out of it that you can I think you end up actually hurting your enjoyment of it because now it's a means to an end you're not enjoying the thing for itself you're trying to squeeze something else out of it It, it's like It's like the people that go to concerts and really nice restaurants and they're more worried about taking all these pictures to post on Instagram instead of just enjoying the the moment. They're trying to take something and squeeze something out of it. And I think that's why gamers come across as so miserable on Twitter because a bunch of them are miserable. I, I think so. I think that's why. I think the reason they attack people and the reason that they're toxic and the reason that they trophy check and the reason they incessantly clip and hurl hate, which the irony of being self-righteous while hurling hate every day is just bizarre to me. Like you have no righteous platform to stand on as you constantly spread toxicity and hate and name calling. Like your righteousness is as see-through as a piece of tissue paper. You're nothing like they're doing that because they're miserable 
It's why we can have one of the greatest years in gaming last year, and we're on the precipice of having another one, and these people are on Twitter like everything's awful and terrible and bad. Just hurling hate and nastiness out into the ether. Why? Because they're not happy. That's not what happy people do. Have you ever been around somebody who's just loving life, and they're almost annoyingly happy? Are they doing this? I'm going to tell you. Oh, oh yeah, I'm going to tell you. No, they're not doing that. They're just enjoying their day. They're just enjoying life. I've never known a single happy, flourishing person that does what so many gamers do today. It Gaming is no longer a hobby. It's a catalyst for a positive feedback loop of attention. Because they can spew that nonsense and that hate and that toxicity on Twitter and they're getting attention for it. And that's a positive feedback loop. There's a vacancy. There's a hole in their life that that's filling. Like, cold, mechanical attention on the internet. Zeros and ones. Hearts on a hearts on a tweet. Impression numbers on a tweet. Views on a tweet. That is what matters to them. And that's why when you go to Twitter, you're like, man, everybody just seems so unhappy. Everybody just seems like they're not even enjoying gaming as a hobby anymore. And we're we're swimming in games. We're swim we're swimming in games. We're swimming in great games. That's what's going on. That's what I think. And I think the more you can see it for what it is and you're like these people are just unhappy. They're just acting out of some pain or some wound in their life. And this is their attempt to self-medicate, to, to numb themselves from the reality of how unhappy they are. Once you see that, it's like you just don't even take it personal anymore. You're like, yeah, I'll defend myself, but golly, you're pathetic. Like, what? <laughs> you, could, you could live such a better life. <laughs> you could live such a better life. I agree with that take. I used to be a little toxic on Twitter, and now I've gone past that. I hate the toxicity now. Enjoy the games. I used to have that problem, too. I thought it was the recipient's fault for misunderstanding me, says Eugene. And to some degree, it is. Conversation's a two-way street. You have to make adjustments uh, based... He ran out of room. Yeah, you guys are kind of continuing to go back and forth with, uh, with Emmanuel. Um... I think it's always difficult to I think it's always difficult to express a strong belief to express a strong belief and to not inadvertently choke the air out of the room right have you ever been out at a social gathering and some guy says something and it kind of like makes everybody uneasy he's like (laughs) You know they're all brainwashing us, right? And you're like, oh gosh. Like, no one can engage. Like, you know that he so strongly believes it that you're like, I'm not doing this, bro. No. Like, he's too dogmatic. Right? About whatever it is that he believes. And I just think that that's difficult. It's difficult to voice a belief or a conviction about something and not have it be so strongly worded that it almost feels like you're sort of bludgeoning the conversation with a bat you know it's like how's anybody supposed to have a conversation with that you know people will do that um 
and I usually tell them they're being platitudinous and I've been, I've been told not to use really don't use big words okay fine they'll be re- very broad and sweeping they'll say you know AAA games are just all trash right now oh all wow okay that's really difficult to engage with because it's like well you just that's just so sweeping it's like well what am I supposed to do how do I engage with that it's so big it's so broad I, I can't get my fingers around it it's like trying to hug a redwood tree it's too it's too big and when people do that it's difficult to have a conversation you don't even feel like there's an inroad it's like oh okay oh all AAA games are trash and they launch broken and buggy all day one patches are a sign that devs are lazy things like that it's like I can't interact with that that's just a platitude it's just a generalization and it's not true it's it's a it's a conversational habit that I think a lot of people have adopted because it feels strong and it feels resolute and like protected like a garrison and I actually think it's more of an insecurity thing than anything it's like your opinion and the way you verbalize it and the way you verbalize what you think should be open to dispute it should be open to you know to being picked apart Eugene says um, oh I missed the second part it has to be based on the other driver if you see someone in your lane going the wrong way are you just going to continue heading straight at them in a head on collision or are you going to take some preemptive actions Yeah, I think in general this medium is is better for conversation. Twitter's probably the worst because it's just so you know it's just so short form. It's a conclusion seeking an argument. Oh golly, I like that. That's good, Cisco. That I like that. It's a conclusion seeking an argument. Hmm. You missed my exchange with Sven. We had a great conversation, but yes, I'm happy to have my manner of speech disputed. Right, and I think that, um... I don't know if it applies. I always like quoting Waldo Emerson when he said that, like, everyone... I'm paraphrasing the exact quote. I always mess it up. He essentially said that everyone is an expert in an area that I am not. And in that, I learn from everyone. So even somebody who might be a bit of a brute, he might be a bit of a dum-dum, he may know everything there is to know about engines and cars. Like, and I know nothing about that, right? Uh, he may be an expert at all sorts of things, but he doesn't have a clue about game developments or philosophy or any of that but he could be an absolute genius when it comes to you know fixing a car any cars you know pre-2000 because they're all computers now and it's harder for some of the older gearheads to work on them so it's like you know if somebody's like, bro, what are you saying? What are you doing? And they, they almost like come at you with like the, like, like kind of like I did. Like, I don't understand what the frick you're saying. Like, I don't know. I feel like you can learn from that. You can be bettered even by the misunderstanding. <clears throat> Diablo countdown. Calling car mechanics dum-dums. <laughs> 
That's not what I said. <laughs> My brother-in-law can't read at all, but I've watched him take apart an entire engine just to clean it and put it back together. Right, and you feel like you're watching some ancient ritual. You're like, how do you know how to do all this? Right? It's I love I love mechanics and I love tradesmen because they feel like geniuses from this from a far off land to me. I'm like, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. If something like that breaks, I'm like at their mercy. I'm like, (laughs) the breaker keeps tripping, bro. I don't know what to do. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, I had this awesome mechanic come to my house. He looked like Logan. You know, he had chops, huge dude, literally looked like Wolverine. He was gruff and he was like, you know, a little uncouth, but. I didn't care. He he was gonna fix my stuff, bro. <laughs> like, like I'm not gonna fix it. I don't know what the heck I'm supposed to do. I, <laughs> I that's probably one of the most that can feel really emasculating, right? You're like I <laughs> I am totally at the mercy of tradesmen because I I can't fix any of this stuff if it breaks. It's not about being better. It's about reminding people that qualitative statements about a product cannot be objective. I'm not about to put crutches on that. Right, but again, I'm going to come back to this, Emmanuel. And we do need to move on, but I'm going to come back to this. There are people who state things qualitatively as if they're objective, and they believe it. And that's the problem, is when you sound like them, it's like a record scratch in the chat. Because it's and, And especially when it comes from somebody that I know is intelligent. When I'm interacting with like long-standing members here or someone that I know is intelligent and they start talking like that, it's always a record scratch for me. I'm like, what? Like, what's going on? Why'd you see, do you see what I'm saying? There's a, there's a certain, uh, breed of discourse out there that I don't expect to come from certain people. And when it does, it's always kind of like strange. It's like if you've ever been watching a movie and they have like a young kid suddenly drop the F-bomb, you're like, what the heck? Like you don't expect it. That's what it kind of feels like. It's like, I just don't expect it from certain persons. It just, it's, it always surprises me. And then you're, everything you said is like, oh, he doesn't think that. He doesn't, he doesn't think that his opinion's objective. It just sounded like he did. <laughs> Gank says, coming out of work and lurk to say, as a diesel heavy duty and gaslight duty mechanic, we appreciate all of you who break your stuff for us to make a living. <laughs> That's right. All of us idiots out here breaking our cars, you know. Oh, what happened? You never changed the oil. Oh. <laughs> I've heard you all, and I promise I'll change nothing at all. Y'all should just know I don't think I'm objective. Okay, we'll pull out our cue card and try to remember that. <laughs> Emmanuel doesn't think that his opinions are objective. Um, let's do, let's take the last, let's take like 15 minutes or so and uh, let's go members only. Let's go members only on the chat and open up Gaming AMA. This is a great way uh, for you to enjoy one of the perks of being uh, a member. So if you got gifted a member to, uh, m- membership today, you can now submit a Gaming AMA question uh, and I will set up the the writer's room segment, which will follow my premiere. I have a premiere today about, um, the premiere today is going to be about, 
Halo is no longer doing seasons. I believe that this is now the sign that Halo Infinite is going to be set up for end of life, but that doesn't mean that they're done with Halo. I believe they're going to use Halo Infinite. So I'm going to talk about that in the premiere. Um, is this a new trailer? Uh, that looks like a new trailer. Yeah, because that's on the PlayStation channel. Uh, so we're going to go to that premiere in 12 in 12 minutes. Um, wait, cancel. And let me set up the writer's room. There we go. Okay. Mm-mm. Puts cue card back in pocket. <laughs> Noted. There you go. There you go. Um, AMA check. No, no. You got to submit actual questions. You can't just say AMA check. Gaming AMA is your opportunity to ask me questions about kind of like anything going on uh, in gaming uh, right now. And uh, we're going to set the premiere for 12.15. Oops, we're going to set it. And then we're going to have it redirect to the writer's room. Um, okay. And schedule. What trash or poorly rated received games do you genuinely love? Um, that's such a good question. I love Fortnite no build and there were a lot of people, there are still to this day a lot of people who hate on Fortnite, say that it's trash, say it's, you know, it's a kid's game. Um, there are people that hated no build, there are people that thought no build was a waste of time. Uh, I don't know if that's the greatest example. But I really, really love it. It's just fun. I don't play it all that often. You know. Is there a possibility of an Atreus spinoff game? I still feel like they're going to surprise us with that. I still feel like they're going to surprise us with an an Atreus Atreus spinoff game. Like at a showcase or something. They're just going to drop it like a week later. How they surprise us with Valhalla, I think they're going to do the same thing with with the Atreus game. Like, I think the Atreus game is real. Like, I don't think you put that much work into a character's moveset and skill trees just to be like, yeah, we just, uh, we were just kind of messing around. No, I, I think there's a spinoff game coming with him. Um, why haven't you played Persona 5? I don't, I don't like those kind of games. I don't like turn-based. The art style and the vibe, it just, it, it, it checks zero boxes for me. I really, I really do. I don't really get into turn-based. I don't get into JRPGs all that often. They're, I'm too, I've just played too many Western games, you know, Western open world action RPG games have really shaped my palette and my palette's expanded for sure. Like I like rogues now. Um, I enjoyed final fantasy 16 and really didn't think that I would. Now I think that's very, it's very Western in views. Like I feel like the combat I feel like the combat in Final Fantasy 16 feels more like a Western action adventure game than like a JRPG. Because every time I play JRPGs, this is my experience. It's always all these very exasperated emotional scenes of like, gah, gah. like, what's everybody doing? And then when I go do the combat, it's I have a sword and I'm fighting a moth and I'm swinging 85 times. 
Yeah, and there's just numbers pouring out of this moth, and then it and then it finally dies. Like I'm generalizing, but that's been my experience with those types of games, and I'm just like, oh, I just don't like them. Any feedback about Stalker Two? Uh, I think Stalker 2 looks great. I do believe there's been some graphical degradation, specifically with the lighting and the reflections. Um, but I still think it looks awesome. I think it's a big win for Xbox. Play Persona 5. I'll adjust my speech for your chat. I would rather put up with your speech in chat than play Persona 5. <laughs> I have such a huge backlog. I, I don't have time to play a game that I probably won't like. I'm trying to finish... I'm trying to finish Prince of Persia so that then I can go back to The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered and finish that. And then we've got, we have, literally, we have Grand Blue, Justice League, Helldivers, and Foam Stars, all within, like, the same dadgum week. And I'm actually interested in all of them to varying degrees. When did Howard Dean take over the stream? Pya! <laughs> Oh, so many bullet sponges in JRPGs. I I can't, I can't do it. Um, how am I liking Tlu two so far? A lot of people have asked me about The Last of Us Part Two uh, remastered, and uh, I have absolutely loved it. Uh, it's everything I hoped for. I don't have any issues with what they did in the story. Now, obviously, yes, I knew it was coming, but I think it's totally fine. I think that. Expecting Naughty Dog not to punch you in the gut was your own fault. (laughs) I mean, they're like, welcome to The Last of Us Part 1. Father, daughter, in this great. Yeah, it's a little scary. Oh no, it's like, boom! You're like, oh my gosh! Just gut punch. You know? You're like, what? They did the same thing in Part 2. Like, isn't this great? You know, things are better. Ellie's older. She's gonna watch a movie with Joel tonight. Somebody just caves his head in right in front of you. How did you not expect them to do that? What'd you think the second game was gonna be? What? Joel and Ellie retiring in the Hamptons? Like, come on. I get people's issue. With being like, I don't want to play as Abby. Okay. I, you know. I think their ability to tell stories and develop characters is unmatched. So, I'm willing to to let them try it. You know. I'm willing to let them try it. I'm enjoying it. It's what I was hoping for. Gameplay stream again. No, no. I know it's it, it's it's bewildering to the people that hate me that I make a living talking instead of playing games. If all their trophies are worth so much, I mean, maybe stream those trophies. You know what I'm saying? Maybe make, you could probably make a living doing that, right? Since everybody cares so much about all your trophies and gameplay. <laughs> it's just such a beautiful self-own watching people get, like... They think that's a win. This guy doesn't play games. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> Not many games kill off the main character. That's like killing off Kratos and Nathan, or Nathan Drake. 
But he wasn't the main character in part two. They make that so clear. They make that so clear. It, the, the game transitions. It's no longer Joel. It's no longer Joel's story. He made that clear at the end of the first game. It's now Ellie's story. It's now her journey. Like, you know what I'm saying? The setup is just character breaking. I, I don't see how. You play an entire game with a guy being like, I did some really bad stuff. You know, just killing everybody. And apparently he did stuff that was so bad he wouldn't even tell her about it. But he's, you know, he's just going to sail off into the sunset. No consequences, you know. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee a long time ago. I'm so sorry. Oh, it was Zubair. <laughs> Zubair will be okay with me not shouting it out. Won't you, Zuby? Um, sorry about that, Zubair. Ellie's the main character in that world, always has been. Well, I don't agree with that. No, she wasn't the main character. I don't think she was the main character in the first game. No. There is so much more character transformation of Joel than of Ellie. You you go from... No, yeah. That, I, I, would, I would argue that very strongly, that Joel was the main character of the first game. You play as Joel, you see way more character transformation of Joel... You you see him age, and he you know, and the watch gets passed to her. All of that points to the fact that he was the main character of the first game. And the major and the major transformation points center around him coming back to humanity. You know, there's a gifted member from Patrick. Thank you so much. We got two minutes before we're going to go to this premiere right now we're doing a members only ama this is always a great time to keep doing it ellie's always been the main protagonist that doesn't make any sense because joel makes all the decisions how is how is she the main protagonist if joel makes all the decisions like joel's the one that decides at the end what to do joel decides where they go joel decides not to leave her it's all joel the first game objective fact ellie's the main character how is she the main character when the game opens with Joel, shows Joel age, shows his degradation into a bad guy, Joel's the one tasked with taking her, Joel's the one that decides not to leave her, Joel's the one that slowly warms up and comes back to humanity. He's the main character. It doesn't make any sense to say he's not the main character of the beginning of the of the first game. He hardly makes any decisions. He doesn't make any decisions. He doesn't make the decision to help. He doesn't make the decision to take her. He doesn't make the decision to not leave her with Tommy. He doesn't make the decision to save her at the end. Ellie's not making any decisions. She's getting bossed around. They're both main characters. Joel's a side character. Oh, it's 15 after. We gotta go. You guys are wrong. I'll post a link in chat. Halo's not getting any more seasons in Halo Infinite. Let's go check this video out. I'll see you guys over there. Make sure you guys smash like on this video as we end and smash like over there as well.